0: you are listening to video games to the max
1: hello and welcome to another edition of video games to the max i'm your host sean garmer here with me not mark morrison i'm glad to be joined by andrew roscoe of The dual sense podcast and GNN as well. How are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. I'm uh, actually, I actually I feel a little nauseous, but I do. think I don't know. I think I ate, I had a, I had a Taco Bell earlier today, and sometimes it like messes with my stomach a bit. So I kind of mm-hmm. feel a little like I don't honestly don't feel 100%. I feel like I'm at 85 right now. So,
1: well, uh, I, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> I can't eat Taco Bell at all anymore, it just really? makes me like. Oh. Uh, it messes with my stomach really bad so but i used to be like taco bell enthusiast i'd have to, every time they come out with something new i had to eat something there
0: uh you know something in their oil i think it's something in the cooking oil i think Is exactly um
1: i don't know I, i'm 36 so i think like as you get older and your metabolism like
0: nah, yes nah. <laughs> I, I was talking about that with one of my friends i'm like as soon as we both turned 30 like there was some switch that was flipped because it's like Oh man, like like my back hurts now. And it's like, yeah, like it's oh ugly. like my stomach hurts now. And it's just like like huh. Like I just stood up and like something cracked in my in my leg. And it's like, oh no, like we're like we're like I know for the human bodies, I think like 26 is like the physical peak. I think 27, right. 27 is like your physical peak. And then it's just like just all downhill from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I sitting there going, Oh, I need to go to the gym. And then it i I start reading stuff and they're like Oh yeah, if you hit forty, it's like really, really hard to gain any kind of muscle at all. So it's like, yeah, I've heard. damn, I'm on the bad side of that to try <laughs> to do that. So, um, but yeah, man, it's uh, thank you so much for coming on the show here. Just to clarify again, Mark is um, in the hospital still, recovering from the ankle surgery. Oof. Hope uh, you keep doing well, man, and uh, you know come back stronger and it could be uh, okay. After uh, all the stuff you know you've been through here, so we're gonna talk about uh, some some big games, the Jedi Survivor, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, Andrew played and beat that already. I'll talk about Redfall, and of course, all the discourse that's happened concerning Redfall and what Oof. that means for Microsoft and <laughs> Xbox, and uh, we'll get into some Sony stuff too because there's rumors about uh, some things going on with PlayStation, and yeah, definitely uh, have a lot to go on for this episode so we're going to talk about all that stuff all right so thank you i love your logo i love how
0: it's like the esrb logo like yes that's cool i like that i've
1: had that logo for i want to say at least like five years or so and the guy that made it i that was his first try and he's i was like you know what i think you just made the perfect logo i don't think i ever need to change this thing (laughs) yeah like that's really uh,
0: clever i would have never thought of that like like when you just like start like a video game podcast and you're just thinking like, Oh, yeah. what's a good name. What's a good, like a good logo. What's what's a good, like representative, like eye-catching thing. And I'm like, I am looking at it I'm like, that is really clever. That's really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd, I like loved it from the beginning. I was like, wow, this is cool. This is cool. So, um, you know, to start off with, I always like to have a really cool thing with our, our first time guests of so like asking you like, kind of like what's your gaming background. Uh, so I mean, you do the podcast. Uh, that you do with, uh, your friend Johnny there, but I mean, you, you had to have started somewhere, you know, y'all talk about being lifelong gamers. Like, so has it been since you were like really little that you were a gamer or?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're, well, uh, Johnny and I are cousins, so that makes okay. it really easy to just, just have that, that chemistry. Uh, yeah, I remember, and it's a very cliche, but I, re- I remember being a kid and watching my cousin, uh, a different cousin. Playing uh, the Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt cart Yeah. On NES, so like they had, like, I remember, I remember distinctly like the little light gun, and just thinking like as a four, I think I was like I was like four or three, and I was like so cool. I was born in the 1990s, so like that was already like five years old that uh, game, right. and I remember seeing like the light gun at the TV, and I was like, what? Like that was, that was the coolest thing. But I didn't, I didn't actually get to play games until I was around five or six. And I got uh, my first console uh, my dad got me was a Super Nintendo that came with the Killer Instinct in. Oh, wow. So the, the black cartridge, one yeah. of the, the first, like, soundtrack CDs included with the game. I lost that thing. I lost that thing a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I cut my teeth on uh, Killer Instinct. Um, I also got Super Mario World. That was another game that I played a lot. I got that one a little bit later. That was, like, the first thing that I was able to call my own. Like, like right, this is my game right here. So killer instinct, Super Mario world, that's like when I actually got to play. but I was cognizant of games a little bit before that. so like I, like I remember my other cousins having a Super Nintendo before I did and uh one of my cousins had an extensive NES library. he had yeah. like this like Bart Simpson game where like you, turn on like uh i got like these 3d glasses that turn everything red kind of like if you've ever seen the movie they live it's kind of like that yeah he had the uh there's like a disneyland game i don't know if you ever played that on the s um i forgot what it's called but like all the rides are like levels and so oh
1: yes i think i remember hearing about that yeah
0: and he had like some snoopy like running track run kind of game so uh i played i played some other stuff i mean i was aware of video games before i actually got to have my own console but yeah super nintendo a killer instinct are where i started the lifelong obsession
1: Ah, hey, you you and i are similar there we both started on the super nintendo uh i had the super Nintendo. i'm not sure if it was like that first year that it came out i remember being around that same age five or six and super mario world i played that thing for you know days on end uh and then my sister would play with me and all that stuff so it's like but i do remember also my brother had the nes And he he would play Mario and I'd watch him. And sometimes I'd be playing and I'd have to tell him or my dad, like, okay, I don't know what it was with the star, which made me like kind of chuckle when I watched the, you know, Mario movie of I didn't understand that the star meant you were invulnerable. So you could just keep and I would keep doing the same thing. And he's like, Look, literally, you just power through everything and get to the (laughs) end of the level. So that was my uh my first experience was doing that. And it's just it's cool to see like where people start because you know all you know you see the the kids nowadays like my first console was a the ps2 or the gamecube i'm like man i feel really old no that's so cool know?
0: though i love like when you talk to some like younger gamers like <laughs> uh like we both uh we both know like uh tucker from uh, at right like he talks about uh his first game that he ever owned was like pokemon pearl or diamond one of those yeah and i'm just thinking in my life i'm like like dude i was already in high school and i was like i'm just thinking like that's so interesting like how that kind of sets your frame or your your, of my reference of like this is that was his like killer instinct or like his super mario was that kind of just like establishes like the timeline for you and and just like everything like it comes before but seems so ancient but like to me that was that it's just it's cool to kind of have different answers and
1: yeah i I do appreciate that too of like people that start somewhere and then they keep going and just hopefully you don't make us all feel old by saying oh man all those games suck back then (laughs) because then (laughs) then you know you know you forget to experience that you know um but did you read like game magazines or anything like that growing up or
0: i remember there was this old one that i used to have a subscription to uh it was called tips and tricks i don't know if you remember that yeah that was that one when I think they went out of business a long time ago. But that was like one of the first ones because because it was one of the few magazines where if you went to the back, it had like codes and stuff, all cheats, cheats for these games. And so I got into like the video game magazines, looking for cheats, looking for codes and stuff. I remember, like I was around eight or nine, and uh my cousin bought the from Blockbuster. <laughs> and then he that. bought like some like book that was like just full of cheats and codes for all like the like N sixty four and PS one games. So like we I, I remember he bought that and i was just like like flipping through the pages like looking for the codes for like army men Sergeants heroes or looking for the codes for like uh small soldiers the game based on the movie and stuff yeah. and um i re- i just i was like oh like there's books about games there's magazines about games so i started like i would get the uh i when i got a ps1 back like in 98 I I would flip through the magazines. I noticed that some of these magazines had demo discs on them. Right. And so then I would ask my parents, like, let me buy this, you know, buy this magazine. And like, really, I just wanted the demo disc. Like, I didn't care. (laughs) Because that was, to me, like, another game, even though it's not a full game. Right. But it's like all these games you can kind of, like, sample here and there. And then I think around probably, like, middle school is when I actually started, like, paying attention to what I was, like, was in the magazine. Not just the demo disc, but, like, reading and, like, looking at the pictures, like, i remember tips and tricks would have like the like this section where it's just like upcoming games and i remember when i saw like resident evil 4 i'm like what like resident evil 4 like that's coming now like that's being that's like a real game coming out i remember seeing like metal gear solid the twin snakes and i was like oh here's metal gear solid but it's like in 3d like it's not like top down it's like yeah first person or like i I think i don't remember what i I never played it on gamecube i just remember seeing the screenshots i'm like what like that's so cool so then I, i would start reading the articles but like I wasn't super cognizant of video game. Like I never, I didn't think about how people write about these news and previews and all that stuff until probably I was like around 13 or 14. I going into like high school where I really started to like learn about game development and like learn about who these studios are. Because in my head, I was like games come out, they they probably pop out of some factory somewhere, (laughs) but I never understood like, like, I knew, like, oh, Mario, that's Nintendo, right? Crash, that was in right. PlayStation. But I never, like, paid attention to the names of the studios until, like, around around high school. Like, oh, like, this is what this studio makes. Uh, Knights of the Republic, like, one of my favorite games of all time. Like, oh, this is made by Bioware. Bioware makes, like, RPGs mostly. Like, like that's around the time when I became cognizant of, like... I remember around that time, I was, like, 14 or was when I first saw E3, like, on G4, uh, yeah. and, like... Around that era is when I was like fully like okay like now I'm learning about this industry and
1: stuff. It was it was so cool to like get those magazines like I had the Nintendo Power and you would go through and just be like man look at all these games mm-hmm. I want this and that And then you're going man oh but then there's PlayStation over there and like let me get the demo disc like you so I can play some games because I can't you couldn't buy all I mean that stuff was I mean we talk about seventy dollar games now right but it's mm-hmm. like back then they were even more expensive. So just to get that demo to this, like you said, felt like, oh, man, I'm getting some more games here that I can play and, and talk to my friends about or whatever. And mm. uh, that that was always one of those cool things, like when we got when you get that or or you buy the game that comes with the preview of the next game or. Oh, thing that yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I remember I convinced my cousin into um, he was already he I, we were, I was like about I want to say 15 or 16, but my cousin was really into Dragon Ball Z and stuff yeah and we were at uh i think it was a GameStop or Target i forgot which one i think it was a GameStop and he was looking at Dragon uh Dragon Quest 8 that was like the new one that came out at that time and he was like oh like it looks like Dragon Ball Z right cuz it's the same it's Toriyama it's the same uh, illustrator and everything for Dragon Quest and he's like he was like he's like he kind of wanted to get the game and and i, was, and I yeah. saw like on the cover it said like final fantasy 12 demo included and I was exactly. Like, oh, you should get the game. I just wanted to play the demo. I'm like, yeah, you should right. get the game. <laughs> so I convinced him to get the game, and he did. De- he ended up liking the game, but like I just wanted to play the demo disc for yeah. 12.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's how they got you, man. Get this, you get this other franchise you know more about. So mm-hmm. it's uh not not everything is just out there for you like you know like it is now. Um, I feel like demos but, are
0: kind of like a dying art thing now because like I'll see demos and I'm just right. like i can wait for the full release now
1: <laughs> that's true i i do appreciate like um say what you will about square enix but they've really brought back the demo because they have like a demo for everything that they've released now which mm-hmm. i'm like man more games should do that like i love that during the xbox Live arcade days where all the indie games had to have demos so you could actually try them out and not just like okay let me pick something that kind of looks cool and then oh man it turns out to be bad and it's like well that's the game I have for who knows how many months until I can get another one. <laughs> so,
0: Were there games that you bought because of the demo?
1: Yeah. Um, I think I bought a, like Knights of Amalur, Kingdom of Amalur because of the demo. Like I liked oh, that game okay. a lot. Um, one of the, like Final Fantasy 12, same thing for that because of the demo. Uh, so I'm sure that there's probably some like PS2 games that I bought because Connecticut, uh, I thought was like the coolest game ever because of the demo. And then, Comes, mm-hmm. you know, you buy it on the PS2 and it's like, this is kind of OK. But, you know, when you're younger, you kind of like play a little bit. I remember I loved the bouncer for a while. yeah the
0: bouncer. I think it's kind of funny. It's it's really weird. It's a really weird, like 3D side scrolling, like fighting game. Yeah. I just got it because I'm like, that guy looks like Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's why. It's like, oh, oh, this is this kind of looks like, you know, Cloud and Sora and all that. So, yeah, Definitely. It says Square Enix on it, so it's gotta be good. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so yeah, I mean, you talked about uh, was um, Star Wars Not So They Public being one of your top games of all time? Like, one of what are your, some of your favorite genres of games and some of your other favorite games? Uh,
0: I mostly just I mostly play RPGs, uh, Western RPGs or Japanese RPGs. I know that's like a controversial name now, JRPGs, right? But, yeah, uh, RPGs, in, okay, you know you know what I'm talking about like Final Fantasy stuff like that but also like I love Skyrim I love Fallout I love anything that anything that allows me to kind of just go out into the world and like customize my character as I see fit so like Elden Ring I love I really like even though that's more like a Soulsborne but anything like that um I wish I played more like platformers because like they're kind of starting to come back sort of mm-hmm. but when I when I was a kid platformers were mostly what I played until I started playing like Pokemon, which is like the early, that was like entry my entry point for JRPGs. So everyone when I played Final Fantasy after, I'm like, oh, this is just like Pokemon, <laughs> but yeah. like you're taking turns and like, uh, and so that I think Pokemon bit is what what bit me into liking RPGs, and then from there it was just like, oh, Star Wars. I love Star Wars because I love the movies and stuff. And then uh, RPGs mostly are are what I love, but I'll play just about anything. I think first first person shooters are like a second kind of a second favorite. The only thing I don't play. And I think you'll probably find this from most gamers who are just like generic gamers, is like I don't really play fighting games because I don't have the reflexes. I don't and they're very system heavy to mm-hmm. like get into. And I don't play racing games because I I you're just going forward, and I know that sounds. Right. That's, I'm like that sounds like a very reductive thing to say. You're just going. I know there's more to it than that, but in my head, it's just like you're just driving forward. So <laughs> those are like the only two things I don't. Play. Yeah,
1: you're you're not wrong. I mean, there's a difference between like playing like a Mario Kart or whatever, right. and then playing I, and I don't I don't really games. like Mario
0: Kart yeah. that much either. Oh, you do? Okay. No, yeah. I don't really enjoy like the the randomness of it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can I can feel you on that one. Uh, it's I we're we're kind of there in the same say it, oh, my good. my love is rpgs as well i started with pokemon blue
0: yep playing nice. yep, too, playing pokemon with my blue. friends i was like i uh, want the one with the i was like i want the one with the guns on his back <laughs> yeah
1: the guy with the guns on his back. well i actually like i had told my grandparents just to buy me pokemon blue and they went and bought both of them so oh. it was like one of the only few times i had both the cards cool. even though what happened was i just let my sister have one of them because they were the same game they But I didn't kind of understand that either. I had read a little bit in the magazines, but I didn't really understand that it was like they're basically the same game. It's just you can have, you know, different Pokemon in them or or whatever that Mm -hmm. are not on the other one. It's actually also the only game because my mom would pick me up late from school. So I had a friend that also had red. It's the only one that I ever completed the whole Pokedex with my red and blue because I had someone to constantly trade the ones that I didn't have. Uh there, but I'm the same way. Like I started with Pokemon, then Final Fantasy X happened, and that's where it was like, okay, JRPGs are my genre. That's my thing. Um, I'm not saying that in a controversial way, it's just I never really had somebody to show me how cool like Fallout and uh you know Elder Scrolls and all that stuff was. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things like I kind of just got used to the JRPG function, the way it works, and every time I go into a Western RPG, it's kind of like it's it takes a bit to get used to, right? It, I, it's the same function in a way, but I guess the way they do the characters. I guess I like more of the anime type style than the Yeah, way, you want the you, know. you want
0: like the story on rails kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: I get you. Uh the, the whole like that's why I didn't like Breath of the Wild too much. It was it's too much openness. Like, give me some kind of direction and I'm Structure. good. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't uh just be like, Oh hey, go play in this whole thing and you figure it out. It's like uh yep i'm good you gotta i love that i love
0: that with fallout 3 i remember with yeah. fallout 3 like when you first step out of the vault and it's like all right do whatever you want and i was like
1: <gasps> like i really? never played
0: anything like that before so i was like that's cool because even like that's what the republic is like structured like you have to go from planet right, to planet. Exactly. but like fallout 3 like when you just step out of the vault and it's like okay like you can go look for your dad or you can do the other stuff and i'm just like I was like, it's like a playground. Like, a, I feel like playing like a kid, like being a kid again with like a playground where, like, I mean, that's why it's called opening a sandbox, right? Because you can just yeah. do whatever you want in the sandbox. That, like, from then on, like, and then getting to like Skyrim. I own Skyrim on so many devices. <laughs> People yeah. always make fun of, like, oh, like Todd Howard, like you're just gonna release Skyrim again. And I'm like, right, like, please, yes, I will play Skyrim on another console if you make if you release it. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, yeah, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll put it in your fridge that you can just play it on there as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it'll it'll be in everything, and you can just play it right off the. It's,
0: it's like the doom of today, where like like yeah. the can kind of, like you run Doom on a calculator or whatever. Like Skyrim's going to be that in the future. We're going to find ways to run Skyrim on everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope that that still continues. They can have that legacy of like, hey, maybe some of our other games aren't great, but you know, Skyrim. That's that's the thing. Uh, so I mean, I know you 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 said it. It's a it's a family thing, but like, what made you want to go? Okay. Let's start a podcast. Let's talk about games that way.
0: Uh, Well, because my cousin, my cousin Johnny and I, we always talk about video games anyways. But right, we always just felt the need to like, like find a reason to talk about video games. Like we, it, come, it came naturally just to talk about them. But like, I think we just, our cousin Joe, our other cousin Joe, he started his own like podcast where he just kind of, it's like a variety thing where he just kind of talks about like culture, like pop culture and politics and stuff uh shout out to none of our business and like we would just listen to our cousin jones like man like he looks like he's having a lot of he, looks, he sounds like he's having a lot of fun doing this so we kind of just like well what we can talk about I'm, like well we always talk about games anyway so we might as well just start recording that. so like that's kind of just that was like the seed that was planted for us to kind of just like when we talk about games anyways like let's you know just structure this i guess and i, I think it it kind of started as a way to keep me not accountable, but I told him that I wanted to have reasons to play more games. Cause I found myself just pl- replaying the same kind of games. Like it gave me a reason to try other stuff that I wouldn't normally just because it sounds, it's way more interesting I think to talk about stuff you haven't played before. So kind of our cousin influenced influenced us. And then we kind of just felt that we might as well just talk about games because we talk about games anyway. So just, let's just do this like once a week. That was pretty much it
1: yeah i mean then like have you i mean i know i know you've obviously had to miss weeks or whatever but like have you all always had that let's try to keep this going every every so often every week every two weeks and yeah we'll it, like i said
0: yeah we we do it weekly uh there's times where we can't do it weekly just because life happens uh like in, right. in this case you're, you're a friend who has the ankle surgery i haven't had any surgery so nothing nothing severe like that but uh we went like a month almost without because I was, I do uh, bury my grandfather that um. back in uh, February. So we didn't meet for most of February with other stuff. And then also because I drive to him, I drive yeah. record, like on site. It's oh, okay. just kind of, it, I have to go out of the way to go record it. So sometimes I'm not able to. We try to do it. We joke about, because in the intro, I'll talk about like, oh, every week. And I'm now and like, if it's been like a long time, I'm like, well, <laughs> supposed to be every week so like i'm very like aware of that but um i think we we just we decided early on like once a month is too long to go without and then anything less than a week is just too much so we just settled on like once a week and but sometimes it's like once every two weeks i try to be more consistent but it doesn't always work out that way
1: we try to be i mean like the last couple of years, we've been mostly weekly, but there's been times where I've had things happen and we had to go like months without a show or whatever. It happens to everyone, you know. Life happens, so yeah. And it's amazing to see like uh, you know game attack Radio and some of these guys like they did a thousand episodes. Thousand. Or, uh You know, to be fair, exactly. that is
0: like the longest running video game podcast.
1: Yeah, ever. I mean, they've been doing this since what 2005.
0: The pioneers uh, of like podcasting. Yeah. exactly. I, I remember the first time out, I, I listened to, to like a podcast was like 2007 Yeah, back when I had like the, I had an iPod nano and like, if you went to the Apple store online, you would see like the set, you have music and they have this section for like podcasts. I'm like, what's that? <laughs>
1: it's, cr- it's crazy how many things Apple like innovated and we don't really think about that. And then like, now we take it for granted. And it's like, oh yeah, they were the ones that kind of brought podcasting. Like what it is for like now everybody. And there's like, re- one. there's yeah. like really
0: no reason they still call it a podcast because we're not like, tethered to the apple like economy or apple infrastructure but we still just call it podcast it reminds me of like if if, uh like I don't know about your parents, but my parents called everything a Nintendo. Even if it, it my Nintendo. parents too, man. Okay,
1: my mom's <laughs> like, "Me not the highest fighting the hell Nintendo? Like, don't you know?" It's like stop, stop playing the Nintendo. Just uh <laughs> I'm like, mom, this is an Xbox. I don't care what it is, a yeah. Nintendo. do I always had to right? create
0: my parents like it's not a Nintendo. Like I don't even play Nintendo anymore. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like the like during the I guess the the Wii days. I didn't have a Wii. My dad actually was the one that. My dad is not a gamer at all. He oh. bought a Wii. I didn't have one. And uh my mom was still calling it the the Nintendo at the minute. And I'm like, Mom, I'm playing like PlayStation. What's that? It's it doesn't have a controller or whatever you do with this thing. It's a Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's it's those kind of things. Like, that's why Nintendo is where it is, right? Like it doesn't matter. Everybody, there's so many, there's a segment of people that are not gamers that will go oh that that's a Nintendo right like mm-hmm. so um just to like I guess finish things out because you know to move things forward to right now when you look back at like how things were growing up with games and then you look at where games are today like is there something that that uh what what makes you keep playing games today what what's that standout thing when you think about gaming today as opposed to that when we grew up
0: I think uh the sense of like wonder and exploration especially like in rpgs i love like you play a game and you beat it and you go back and you find new stuff in the same game that's kind of why i like rpgs and even western rpgs because i'll tell you right now like i've played skyrim so many times since it came out like over 10 years ago and i still find things that i just never seen before like that game is so vast and I'll still find like quests or like characters or just like little, like just a way, like something like a little like book or something that's, like a note that's set up in a certain way. And I'm like, like oh, like I've never, because because I usually tend to like go off in one direction. Every time I start the game, I go in one direct, the general direction. Very now yeah. and then I'll just like, oh, let me go like this other direction. And I'll just come across stuff that I'm like, I've never seen that before. So, like for me, for me, video games, I love obviously seeing the tech, tech advance, right? Like, um, right. I'm sure you remember like in the PS2, PS3 days, like, wow, this is so realistic looking. And then you look back and now, like, oh, like that hasn't aged that well, actually. <laughs> like, we have like all this HDR and 4K and all these tech demos. And like, I, I, did you play the, do you, do you have PS5 by any chance?
1: Yes, I do have PS5. Okay. Yeah. So
0: did you try the Unreal Engine, like uh, the Matrix demo?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, I did. That was pretty awesome.
0: So actually. yeah, like seeing that and like how like you can like toggle like the settings, right? For like the sun and like the lighting and like, you would zoom in, in on these sequences and see like these people, and it's like so like Now it really is life-like. Like I'm not, it's not just like oh, I'm just a 10-year-old kid seeing a PS2. Like now it's like super lifelike, where it's like uncanny valley stuff. And that just like blows my mind. Playing, yeah. Uh when I got a PSVR, the first the, oh, the first one, and playing uh my cousin let me play because he had a PSVR before I did. He got he played uh Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront had like a demo. Where you could play mm-hmm. like this one X Wing mission in VR, and I remember like putting on the headset and like, like dude, like looking around. I'm like, this is just like Star Tours at Disneyland, where like you're like immersed. And I was like, this is like I was like, like he told me like I couldn't see myself because I had the headset, but he said like yeah. I he told me like he's like you did not stop smiling that entire like level. And I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. Like and then like Star Wars, like now Star Wars uh squadrons in VR. It's like on VR, Beat Saber and. Like there's just so much new stuff that just continues to like surprise me. And I think I think the only time if I ever stop playing games, it's gonna be a point where games just stop surprising me. They just kind of plateau, and I'm probably just gonna be like been there, done that. Like I hope that day never comes. But realis- realistically, I think that's will be the thing that stops me from.
1: And that's exactly. I mean, that to me is why games are so awesome because you have that extra step of interactivity with that mm. you don't have watching a movie or watching a show you know those are great pieces of entertainment obviously you know yeah. and and credit to the people who ever came up with it you know they have the and now they have the RDX thing in the movies to make it kind of like a ride so you're kind of like interacting oh, like with the with seats it a and moving bit. stuff yeah exactly yeah. um but it's still not the same as a game like i'm the same way as you you know I, I don't have the room to have a psvr too, so i didn't bother with it and also i i don't trust sony to Uh, the problem with it i had the psvr one like you said Mm -hmm. uh but then it's you know i got astrobot and i felt that same way i put it on and i love platformers so like to use him and move him around and you feel that sense of like gravity when he drops and when he jumps and you're like you feel like you're doing yourself and it's like this really cool moment of like wow games could really be like this you know and then I take it off and I'm like, okay, but I don't want to be in doing this for like two or three hours. And then you see where like so many kind of stopped supporting it sort of. So I was like, ah, I got to go and uh, trade this in or sell it to somebody because I don't feel like they're going to keep supporting it. But that's one of the cool things of, of the tech. Like I love connect when it was first around oh, like playing yeah, dance yeah. central on it.
0: Um, <laughs> dance central, with yeah. my
1: daughter and like getting to like both of us dance there. Like that's, that's cool. like, that's cool. Like, I didn't think you could, you were going to be able to do that in games. Like I loved rock band through my college years. Oh, Even though I can't dude, play a guitar. Yeah. guitar like, you know, yeah. getting to play the drums and getting like, to bring those getting back. that you to, fantasy. You need to bring yeah.
0: back music rhythm games. You need to bring those back. Did you ever play, did you ever play Dance Dance Revolution?
1: Yeah. In the
0: arcades, you know, I bought, I bought, uh, I bought the, for PS2, they had that Dance Dance Revolution Supernova 2 back in, I think I bought it back in like 2009 or 10. Uh, it came with like the little dance mat, and like yeah, I play that so much. I actually, I actually did lose weight playing that game, which was really awesome because I, I love finding new ways to interact with the same games. I, I didn't do like a lot of the stuff, like like I know there's that Tony Hawk like ride game with the skateboard. Yeah, you can the skateboard. On. Yeah. That was kind of like a little goofy. I know like Cabela did some like shooting games with like the Wii controller. You like with this like mm-hmm. fake plastic gun you could attach it to. Like I didn't do all the peripheral stuff, but like the guitars and like the drums for Rock Band. Um, obviously, like I said, Beat Saber. I never did that Wonder Book thing. I don't know if you remember Wonder Book for the. Yeah.
1: Oh god, or... that thing was bad. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like yeah. some of
0: the stuff, where it's like that, actually looks cool. I remember wanting to play the. What was was it? The Force Unleashed on the Wii that let you like use the the, the saber.
1: Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was
0: like, oh my god, like those things are. Some of those are cool. Some some are are misses, but some of those are are really cool. And like I like I want them to continue doing that kind of stuff because like. You can only go so far with, like, buttons and a controller. Now, don't get me wrong. Exactly. That is, like, my favorite way of playing games. But, like, you're limited. Like, I feel like, like it's like Iron Man, like, Tony Stark's dad. It's like, I'm limited by the technology of my time, right? That's exactly. kind of how I feel like video games are like, we can do more. It's just convincing people to buy into it. And, like, because it's pricey. It's pricey. Like, I didn't get PSVR 2 yet because it's just very pricey. And you're right. There's no games that are really that interesting for me on there yet. So, but I'm like, if we can just... I love that Sony's pushing VR so hard because they've given up on so many other things, right? So it's right. cool that they're trying it. I remember like the 3D TVs, the, P- the PS3, 3D games and stuff. Yes. Like, like they've tried stuff, but this is like one of those things where I feel like it really is another way of playing games. Like, yes, please, Oculus, HTC, whatever who's whatever involved, like please keep supporting these things. So I know – I want it to be like Ready Player One or like Sword Art Online one day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? That if we ever get to that time, uh, you know, that'd be very interesting if we ever do get to that. Like, I don't think it'll be in our generation probably, but I feel like the generation after us, I would not be surprised. Ready yeah. Player One is actually the way we live, you know.
0: Hopefully, like by uh, the time I'm an eighty-something, like I'll, I'll I'll play I'll play that. If it's around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
1: well, no, this is how you go about your entire life, everybody. Just... <laughs> you're in this thing and you, you Oasis, live. Yeah, um, I even, like, so, you know, something as, like, neat as, uh, I picked up, like, Ring Fit, like, a year ago for the Switch.
0: Oh. remember that was the big thing during the pandemic was Ring yes. Fit. Yes. I never it I, actually, it actually I does work. What like, oh, was that? I'm sorry?
1: It actually does work. Like, you actually do feel, like, you're burning the calories and all that stuff. Like, just by using that ring and jumping and doing all that, like, full credit to Nintendo for actually always kind of having that vision of how do we use our system as something more than just to sit down and play a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think like really we owe them that from the Wii days of right. Remember remember that? That's where that all started of just, Oh, now Xbox has to connect and now PS. Did you ever get, did you ever
0: get any of those like Labo stuff, like the cardboard thing or no?
1: Uh, My friend did. Uh, He got it with his son. He got the, uh, the robot one where you build like the transformer looking thing, and then oh, yeah, the, it's like, um, with like a
0: string or something, right? Like on the yeah, yeah
1: and it moves, it has like the backpack. And uh, Nintendo that one they kind of that was a miss a little bit for them, but credit to them for always doing, doing cool stuff. I love the fact that we live in that age of gaming where we can uh do those things, and and just also the the, the way the tech has improved uh to the point where. The other day I saw somebody using the connect in my barbershop to be able to turn like to be able to just do this and and push play on the next song track that they play inside the barbershop. Wow. I'm like I'm like, well, see? These things have a point. Uh and people use connect like at hospitals. It's um it's cool to say that that's owned from gaming. Uh but I mean, not everything is nice for Microsoft right now uh, as far as the Xbox
0: Good brand goes segue, ghost. Good segue.
1: <laughs> and i'm i guess i'm going to talk about my feelings on redfall first and then we'll go through the whole uh deal that they're that they've gone through this week look I, i'm one of those that actually wanted to like redfall uh i like shooting games halo is one of my favorite games of all time i have we had slumber parties growing up we had the everybody brought the crt tv and we had the link cables and to have eight people playing and all that stuff. So, like, co-op shooters are a fun thing, uh, even if it's not co-op. Like, I'm not a big Arcane fan, to be honest. Me I neither. wasn't the biggest Me fan neither. of Deathloop. Uh My podcast co-hosts love Deathloop, but I, I wasn't. I tried to get into it. I wasn't a big Dishonored fan either.
0: Oh, but, really? Like, I, like, I like the first Dishonored. I think the first one's good.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's just, I don't know. It was the stealth. I'm not a big, like, stealth person. I always end up getting caught somewhere or whatever, you know? So that's the thing is like, this is a shooter. So I was like, okay, I feel more at home with this. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it, you know? And so the thing is like the moment you turn that thing on, you already feel the, like the loss in quality. Like it doesn't feel like this is your big AAA game that you're trying to sell people on. Before like you from the start, menu, you know.
0: you feel that you said
1: no, like well from the moment it starts, right? Because it's like they show these cinematics uh before you you know in the in the gameplay trailers, right? And it's like, oh, they're actually just like stills, and then they're telling you the story. And oh, then okay. you start and the world's just totally desolate. There's nothing like you're saying it's there. like it's like a
0: painting, like the camera like pans yeah. out. Oh, that's never a good sign.
1: And then <laughs> Well, it starts, you know, it starts because you, you pick a character.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I picked the one, like, they have a Latina character that's also like a medic, sort of, and has a robot that goes with you that you can use to, like, distract the enemies, which is uh cool, but I can also see how some people are going to get annoyed about the robot sound that makes it re- constantly. So, I mean, I, I the shooting is fine. It's just, you go out into the world and it's like, wow, this is just... I get it. It's a vampire ghost town, sort of. But it's like, you also don't make need to make me feel like it's just dead everywhere also, you know. Um, I, I wanted there to be, like, more stuff going on. Everything's, like, locked away. You go to a building, you can't go into it, which is weird for, you know, those kind of games from Arcane. Uh, you know, you go to this area, there's a bunch of humans there. They don't really they react to you, but they react so slowly that by the time they even realize and start putting up their gun, you've killed them. You know, it's there's a lot of issues with that game that feel like it's not just like Jedi Survivor. I don't know if you ran into some bugs or whatever. Yeah, I did that game. You know, that game just it has some bug issues. It has some performance issues. This is this goes beyond that. Like, there's just some. It feels like. They were trying to make an arcane game and there's some like cool story bits here and there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, But the rest of it is just kind of just feels very, I don't know, vapid. Like I, I was expecting more from it and it just, it's a fine game. Like it's fine as far as like, it it's on game pass or whatever, but I don't feel like it's worth $70. And that's, that's not good when you're trying to get people to pay for this game. You're telling them, Oh, the only bad thing it has, I mean, look, it runs fine, right? At 30 FPS, all that stuff. It's just the, you get to a vampire and it does like this one attack that you can easily dodge. And then it might take you a few tries, but you're going to kill it, you know? And then it just kind of keeps repeating itself too. Like it doesn't really change up the formula at all. So Mm. you're kind of doing the same thing over and over every time you go through an area. And then also the fast travel thing is terrible you have to go to these safe houses, right? To sort of save. Okay. And if you die in the middle of the thing that's way across the map, when you go back, it takes you all the way back there. So you have to go through the same thing again. Oh, and it's like, uh...
0: I remember really, that was like yeah. an issue for me with like the early Assassin, Assassin's Creed games where like, you got to go to this area and then like, it's like a long distance. You don't have fast travel unlocked a lot because you haven't been there yeah. yet. And I would just get killed or something would happen along the way. And it's like way back to where you're and I'm like, no, I'm like,
1: <laughs> like why? Like, mm. Thank God for fast travel systems in most games now. It's like, oh, you auto saved. Oh, I died. Okay. I'm right there. You know, it's mm. like that doesn't make sense to me. It seems a very like archaic way of, of having you do that. Um, I didn't get to play with anybody. So I can't really tell you what the co-op's like, but I don't know. It just, I was hoping that it was, it was, it was better. Um, there's some fun there but also it's the one thing that kind of really bothered me is like you have to have different weapons in order to kill the vampires right and and to kill the humans so like you can only have like three weapons at a time Mm -hmm. and so if you're trying to kill the vampires they're not the same weapons when you try to kill the humans because they don't die by guns they have like light or garlic or something and if you don't have that stuff with you at the moment you have to pause the game oh which you can't pause but because it's what? like always oh, it's, on. it's, it's persistently
0: online, is yeah. That
1: so oh. like when you pause, it's like it kind of slows things down, but you're not paused. So technically, the enemies could kill you while you're trying to switch weapons or whatever. Um, it's yeah. It's just it seems like there's a good idea there, just they're missing a lot of stuff. And hmm. if you hear the stories, especially, I thought uh, Jess Corden did a great job at Windows Central, kind of breaking it down, like they're still not Microsoft underneath Microsoft. Microsoft has tried to keep Bethesda by itself on its own. Yeah. So they kind of, it feels like they just kind of told Bethesda, all right, that's it. Like, we're just going to release this thing and just put it out there to die. And that's, that seems kind of understanding what you've just gone through with Halo. It seems, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, do you guys pay attention to the bad karma that you have right now like that's not what you needed with this game coming out i don't know just
0: yeah i, re- I heard one of my friends was saying about that too like how like uh they're saying that Microsoft was like oh like it's doing bad oh well you know it wasn't under us like kind of just yeah. <laughs> like disassociating like kind of pushing it away like we never really distance. believed
1: in that game by the way so you know it's yeah
0: like, kind of shady but like yeah. like why
1: didn't you do this what did what was weird to me is if you knew it was like this and you knew that delaying in another year or whatever they were going to do with it doesn't work why not do the putting it in the game preview thing and just saying it's a game it's a it's a beta
0: well, they did kind of talk about that with the uh, transitioning now to like the kind of, kind of funny interview with Phil Spencer yeah. where he talked about how, uh, they, I think it was a Paris Lily or I think it was him or maybe it was no Mike, Mike One of them asked him about like what's like when do you decide to delay and when do you decide to just like, you know, put it out there and he said like internally they ask like the developer like is there any other stuff you want to put in this game that's not already in it like to like make your vision and they say if, if it's like no, then like then we're not going to delay it, right? So like, mm-hmm. even if it's if it has everything they want to put in it, but it's still not like up to snuff, they kind of just have the mentality of like, well, we can like fix it, right? Because you're going to be working on this even after the game releases. Like, you're still going to be supporting it for the long haul for probably right. the next two years or so or something, right? So like, they kind they asked him they kind of grilled him about that, and he was like, he was like the only way we'll delay a game is if we think like it's not it's still not quality wise, but just like feature wise, if it's not there, right. then we'll like delay it. So. I think you're right. Like, they could have just done like early access. At least then people would kind of just, you know, they would approach it with more open minded in terms of like bugs and stuff, right? Or like, or even just say like it's in beta, you know, because it's an online game, right? So you could probably get away with putting it as a like online multiplayer beta. And then that way you avoid all the PR like pitfalls and stuff that way.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, from a game review perspective, we know that if you're telling people, Oh, you can't put out reviews until like the morning of and you're not giving anybody a code until like the weekend of at the at the latest. It's usually not a good sign. Yeah. So, like we already kind of knew going in, okay, this is not
0: Cyberpunk Gonna fiasco. be
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's another one of those. They were doing a live stream and they were deleting people's comments that had anything to do negative. Uh for this one? what they were Yeah, for this. Wow. Oh,
0: They're I like, know
1: that. I mean, it's 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 not a good a good Showcase for your game and for the company itself like uh, I, I think they they grew they grilled Phil also about you know how do you go about deciding okay this is n- not just ready but like good enough this is okay it's good enough it's quality for you and like oh well we should have sat down with them earlier in the process and uh, we should have came to them and, like, see if they need any help. Like, doing that. They, like, why does it take this to happen for you to realize that you should have been doing that? Like, I don't know. It's just, like, have y'all been making games long enough that I get it? Maybe you trust Bethesda in a way. Yeah. But still, like, you're not going down there. You're not seeing that yourself. And you're not going, what can we do to help further this along and, and help you make this better? It's like, oh, we're saying this after the fact. And it makes me feel like what is going on over at Xbox that you didn't realize this sooner. I mean, I get it in a way like, okay, well it's at the point where we can't really do anything about it, but I feel like they just didn't do enough beforehand to help them reach their quote unquote vision either.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phil mentioned that they did some mock reviews for the game. So like they had people come in to check out the game beforehand and they said like, you know, it tests or a, a kind of um uh, reviewed like double digits higher than what it really yeah. is. Now, how much higher? I mean, double digits it's as low as 10 at least. like at, at least 10, yeah. you know, Metacritic, whatever you want to call it, uh, those aggregate sites that it did internally 10 high or at least 10 double digits higher than what it actually did, like once they got out of the wild. So it sounded like there it did come to a surprise to them that it was doing that bad. Like I don't think I don't think they just set it out thinking like okay like we're just going to i don't know just bite the bullet on this one and make it up for it with starfield or something but it yeah. did seem like like it kind of blindsided them a little bit because they weren't expecting it to be like this you know this bad like pr wise like coverage wise so i i don't know what those mock reviewers told them or maybe they just kind of downplayed the the bad stuff or the issues but like it seemed like they had, they thought it was gonna do at least, I don't know, probably 70s in the 70s maybe. Yeah. And I think 70s, 70s. I wouldn't, I don't consider the 70s game a bad game, but maybe like I, he, he says like sometimes like hey like we put out different kinds of games, we know we're gonna get like 70s, 80s, like if we do 90 or above, like that's great, but like we know a lot of the games aren't, our games aren't always for everybody. Like, like I'm not trying, yeah. to, I'm not trying to defend them. Like I do Microsoft isn't even my favorite <laughs> company, but like, yeah, he did kind of try to say like this like i'm not we didn't we don't just release games bad just because we got to put something out just because we have a a date on a calendar to put something out he's like we really thought like it was at least a little bit better than what it really did and and, you know like not every game is for everybody and like i don't i'm like again i'm not a big arcane fan so like every time we hear about Redfall I kind of just like eh, like pass right right? so yeah i don't think i think they were kind of blindsided but i think also it comes to a point there comes to a point where you just can't you can't keep holding off especially when you have all these criticisms from people who are like where are the games where are the games right you can't just hold on to this thing forever like you just gotta let it go off right you gotta put it out you gotta put it out there in the wild so not to defend them but i i i can kind of see both sides
1: no and i don't think you're defending them like that's that was gonna be my question of how do you feel about that? Because I'm not necessarily the I love all the like I love God of War. Uh, Last of Us is is a great game, no doubt. Um, I still need to like actually play most of that the way through. Uh, you have know, Horizons. Ever, yeah, yeah Like Last of Us? the problem what? is, I start it and then the with first the one? way Yeah, the fir- the first one. the The oh. thing is, like I it's one of those games. I have several games like that where I always start it. And then because of what we do and the whole like I always have to be trying to review something, you you get cavalcaded with games and then it's like, oh, well, I got to put that to the side. Yeah. And then when there's a backlog, it's like, OK, I'll start it again. And then nope. So that's that's my thing. It's like But I do like all those games. Like I've played I beat the first God of War, the um, the 2018 one. Okay, and you know I haven't gotten to like really play much of the second one, but uh, I I enjoy those yeah, you, games. You, so you, like I oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I Rock do. So good.
1: That's what uh, everybody says, and I'm just like, man, I gotta sit here and uh, actually get myself to play this. But my my point of this is to say that PlayStation, no doubt, makes tremendous games, and they are definitely of the amazing quality that they. They spend their time making. Mm. And here's, you know, Phil Spencer saying that he's kind of okay with releasing a game that's a 60. Where Sony's like, we're definitely not okay with releasing a game that's a 60, at least in the the ones that they really care about, right? Obviously, they have released games reviewed badly. Destruction All-Stars is is one of those. It's it's a weird, like, place, I guess, if you're a gamer, right? If you're an Xbox-only gamer. Doesn't is that kind of make you be like well why should i have your console why should i have game pass if you're not thinking about man let me get these 80 quality 90 quality games out oh but it's cool to release like games that i'm gonna play for two seconds and then they don't live up to expectations right like shouldn't you want all your games to to be of a certain quality
0: yeah, I had I had this same conversation with uh with Johnny on our podcast where he, he's 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 much more harsher on on Microsoft on Xbox yeah. and he was talking about like like when he says um uh, about how we're not the we're not the green guys just doing what the blue guys do, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, exactly, yeah. But then we also we do have like you know internally back if you remember back when they were doing the uh was it the Apple EA thing controversy like about two years ago where like it came out that like Xbox is very cognizant of, like, those c- documents that came out saying, like, like, we should be doing, like, The Last of Us Part 2 is, like, doing, like, that's the kind of stuff, like, we should be doing. Right. And for some reason, they just don't seem to have the resources or the personnel to, like, really do that. I've always seen Xbox as kind of the social multiplayer platform. And right. they don't do, like, if we were to compare, like, the companies to, like, kind of like studios where like Nintendo's like the Disney of like the video games. I feel like, I feel like PlayStation's kind of like the HBO sort of, of the video game. Yeah, it, oh, definitely. Yeah. And Xbox is kind of like Amazon prime or like Netflix <laughs> in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we put out stuff, mostly third party stuff, but like, they're not really, they're not trying to do the high art kind of thing right it's yeah it's like here's your gears here's oh here's a
1: bunch of stuff maybe you'll like one of these things Here's your the Forza. Rest of the stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah like it's kind of just like just a like a bundle of just like different things right like they don't really do narrative single player like i think the only one they tried to do recently and it's been delayed forever is that sudden sacrifice game like that one right. that's that has the potential to be like their kind of coup de Grâce, or like their big like major like here's our we have something to say here's the single player game that's gonna be like the yeah. i guess kind of like the oscar Bates, if you want to call it something like that right but like where's that game it's, it was announced with the xbox series x and like we haven't yeah. seen it so like yeah i think when i think of xbox i don't really think i think there is some truth to the whole like we're not going to do what the blue guys do because we i want them to be different i want them to stand on their own but what you're doing is not really working, right? They're, they're trying to do the, uh, like I said, they're trying to be like the Netflix, right? We want to be on everything, right? We want to be on your phones. We want to be on your PC. We want to be on your console, on your TV. Like we want Game Pass to be the streaming thing, right? They even talked about before, they talked about how like they don't see PlayStation, Nintendo as their competition. They see like Netflix and like Google as like, their competition. And- so they have a completely different philosophy of how to do games and how to market that towards uh, gamers, but it's not working around so they need to figure out they need to figure out like how to rate, retain that audience because i have game pass but honestly i forget i have game pass sometimes because sometimes there's just nothing on there really and i kind of just forget it and then you know there goes my subscription for the month so i don't know if they're counting on because i feel like game pass is where you put a lot of those kind of double a kind of experiences it's just like oh here's a like the last thing i've ever played on there was like jurassic world evolution i was like right that kind of thing where, like, you're curious, but you're not sure, like... It's like Netflix, dude. Like, you like you scroll for Netflix and, like, oh, let me check this thing out. And if I don't like it, that's okay, because I can just find something else I might like. Exactly. Right? So I think that's kind of what they're doing, and they just don't know how to spin that properly. And it's okay to do the Game Pass model if that's what you want to do. But, like, I remember hearing recently, like, some reports about how, like, they're, like, cannibalizing, like, their sales with using Game Pass and stuff. So, yeah, I... I think it's true. You don't do what the blue guys do, but you got to figure something out.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I'm a, somebody that loves the fact that they they don't want to do what the blue guys do. They want to be on your phone. They want to be on your PC. They want to do that. Like I appreciate that I can be at a store, or, or no, okay. The perfect thing is I'm at, tomorrow. I'm at a doctor's office with my daughter, two different doctors, right? The dentist and and then her physical doctor. I can take my phone, Game Pass. It's right there.
0: You know, now, and do you do the touch screen or, do you, or you take the controller. No, no, no. I
1: take the controller with me. Oh, I have okay. the little thing that you can hook your, put your phone in. Oh, like the and backbone it holds it. Not the backbone, the, the little thing that like, you can put your phone into it and then you can stick the controller into the bottom part and it kind of just holds your phone up.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So like, I love that thing. I love, I think that's great. Uh, I don't want to play a game of my phone for 10 hours. But as a way to continue the same game I'm already playing, it's amazing. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, the battery's you know? going to stop you it, way before 10 it, hours. Is that,
1: exactly. Is that, <laughs> but, and and my daughter loves to play things like, she plays Roblox and things on her tablet. Like, that's the way people are playing now. Is They play, I mean, mobile gaming as a whole is going down the traditional way that we look at mobile gaming. But yeah. that's because you can remote play your PS5. You can... Uh, remote play your xbox you can take your game pass with you You, nintendo has a switch Mm -hmm. that you take with i take my switch everywhere with me um and what are they coming out with now like all these steam deck competitors so everything is going portable Mm -hmm. and it's not just uh nintendo doing it really anymore or uh Sony when they had the Vita even even Sony supposedly rumored has that uh remote play only device that they're the supposedly Q-Light. developed yeah, yeah the Q Light thing so like I think Microsoft's vision is actually they're just, they're just like a way ahead of their time with that right now but it's great if you have the stuff to bring people to it
0: yeah right? they got the so, hardware they just need the software
1: exactly and like and i think they'll have their full realization when they ever if they ever come out with that dongle thing to put it on your tv where you don't have to have the oh, console at all
0: yeah so you don't have to have a smart tv you can just yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah. like it, or if they just put it into more smart tvs mm-hmm. uh if not just samsung but like put it into all the smart tvs you possibly can put the app in there but again like the way you get people to keep subscribing that $15 a month or whatever it is you're going to charge. And I get, that's why they want Activision Blizzard that gives them more content to push out. But if every game you come out with that has any kind of draw for most of the people is a 60 or a 70. And then the ones that are eighties and nineties are the small games that, you know, you and I, that, that pay attention to everything gaming care Mm -hmm. about. But if, uh, my buddy over here that only plays Call of Duty, you're like, I go in an office. There's most people that are gamers, right? But you talk to mm-hmm. them and they're like, I play FIFA. I play Call of Duty. I play, you know, the games that sell millions and millions of copies that everybody plays. But if I tell them, Oh, have you heard about this high-fly rush game? They're like, you know, so that's what I'm saying: is like, you got to have those a bangers as yeah. well, and not just Forza. Like, Forza's cool. I have a. One of my best friends loves to crap out of Forza and Gran Turismo, but that's a very small niche of gamer. So, yeah. like, you've got to come out with like a Redfall that's, hey, I love shooters. Oh, this game's a co-op shooter. I can play with you, mm-hmm. and it's really good. You can tell your friends about it. Oh, subscribe to Game Pass, and we can all play. Like, those Halo should have been way bigger than it was. I mean, it was a great single-player experience. It's just the multiplayer uh after a while because they didn't know what to do with it yeah but it's just like man you you've got to have the games that bring a multitude of people that what sony's doing you can mm-hmm. have the cool indie games that that like are the the critical darlings yeah but the thing is nobody's gonna remember pentiment
0: i, I was literally about Grounded to say pentiment or
1: like, whatever that was like, like yeah just just no, i love well. those
0: pentiment's man, cool i haven't I, finished the game but i re- i I got distracted by some other game. I forgot what it was, but like, uh, yeah, when you were talking about like the triple, like we need, like it's, they do have good, good games, right? Like, yeah, like Pentiment's a great game. I reviewed it extremely highly. It's like, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. A lot, people's a lot of people's game people. of the
1: year, you know, but like,
0: not enough people. That's not going to support you, dude. Like that's like not yeah. enough people are playing like that game and stuff. And or even p- again,
1: Pentiment's another game that like a lot of people are not going to play. Cause it's like, you kind of have to be into reading and, yeah, and, and like yeah. understanding like all this other stuff that's in that game, like it's not for everybody. So, what makes it so good yeah. is
0: what makes it a huge turnoff for a lot of people, yeah.
1: exactly. Right? Uh, like, I mean, I get that's why they want Call of Duty, it's the ultimate game that brings everybody to your service, right? I mean, yeah, no duh, uh, World of Warcraft, uh, Diablo, all those games bring you can get that on Game Pass, that's going to bring a multitude of people, but right Diablo now, next month. you can't. That's not yours yet. That's it may not be yours, mm-hmm. right? We don't. We, that's not guaranteed in the sense where you're hoping the EU approves it. But if they don't, they got a really big fight on their hands to try to battle the three biggest uh, people that need to pass that thing. So, what's your contingency plan here, Phil? Like, what's what's the next thing that this, this is why poor Todd Howard, not not poor guy, that dude's doing fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Everything is on Starfield, right? Like Starfield has to be the biggest thing on it, Xbox it has fail. had.
0: It cannot yeah. fail. That's why I'm so excited for that game because I'm like, this game has to be good. Yeah, and because it has to be good. It will be good because
1: you've already it, delayed it a bunch. It better be freaking good.
0: It's like, it's probably the it's probably going to be the most polished Bethesda game ever made because <laughs> like it's been delayed so much and like you know they cannot they cannot possibly afford for that game to be bad. And therefore, that's why I know it's going to be good. (laughs) Because it's like, no, like we put all our eggs in this one basket. Like you have to deliver. There's, there's no, there's no if. It has to be good.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's right in a way. I think he's totally right that oh, Starfield could be an 11 out of 10 game, and you still don't get people buying Xboxes left and right. He's right about that. Yeah. He's right about the whole thing about if I have all my games on PS4. What am I most likely to buy? A PS5, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, same thing with Nintendo. Nintendo got to do that this generation because they ported all the Wii U games that nobody played and put it on the Switch. So he's right in that sense. But what brings attention to your service? What brings attention to your console? Those great games. And you gotta have them. You gotta have them. As much as you want to say that it's cool to release a game that comes out of a 65 on Metacritic Unfortunately, they're gonna bring that up every time you start trying to talk about all the games or games that Xbox doesn't have, right? So, it, it just it sucks because it's, as somebody that wants to see gaming continue to grow, you yeah. need competition.
0: It has to be healthy. And
1: you need competition from somebody that's not Nintendo and Sony because Nintendo is not competing with them. Nintendo's doing its own thing. Mario movie is making a billion dollars plus like they're they're good dude like they don't they don't need nobody they just keep making their shit zelda's probably going to sell a gazillion copies oh, even yeah, if you yeah. got how many ever people playing it on pc already or whatever like <laughs> uh you know just it doesn't matter xbox is like you said they're third by a wide margin they're probably not going to go second or first in the console space but you you need something positive for your your system, your your people, your community. And and unfortunately, Starfield is that thing because Redfall wasn't it. And oh, just man, like you said, Starfield has got to be great. Yeah, or, I'm thinking right, right now because of the reaction
0: to Redfall. Like, he, I bet you, like they're 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 on that game now. They're on that game internally, right. being like, "All right, like like we, apparently this hands off approach isn't working out." So we're definitely going to be way more involved from here until yeah. the release of the game.
1: I mean, I think that's pretty much what he kind of said in a way, why, where he was like, "Oh, we should have gotten with them earlier." Like, "Oh yeah, like tomorrow." I'm talking to Todd Howard and looking at how this game uh, play. Like, that's that's the difference, right, between I guess between them and Sony, because Nintendo, obviously Miyamoto plays games and so does a lot of the people at Nintendo, but yeah, Jim Ryan's not a gamer, right? Uh, Phil Spencer's a gamer. So like you play these games, you talk about, Oh, I'm playing halo. I played psychonauts. I played this game before it came out. Like where were you sitting there talking about playing Redfall so that you could point out these things that it had issues with and, and see how you can do that. So, I'm hoping that he's playing Starfield and doing this and, and looking at it and going, okay, this has got to be our next amazing game uh, to kind of start the ball rolling in a positive direction, right? Because they're going to have that showcase next month and you're hoping he he said, right, we're going to have new things. We're going to have things of games that are on, on a list that we know exist yeah. Right, you talked about Hellblade, uh Hellblade 2. I hope that that game is awesome. I love the first Hellblade. So, um, you know, you've got where's where's avowed been? Uh, we perfect have dark. no idea what's it perfect dark, what state is that in after all the turmoil with you know the initiative? Uh where's the the other ninja theory game, the Project Mara thing? Like yeah. Fable too. Fable, that's also Everwild, where's all that stuff at? Like there's a lot that we know exists, right?
0: Well, yeah, he did say that we're going to... He said, like, I, Paris Lily asked him about those games specifically, and, like, yeah. he didn't say which ones, but he did say, like, oh, like, some of those you mentioned, like, will be, like, get receive updates. And then plus, like, extra stuff that we haven't even announced yet. So it's like... Right. Like, they really... You really have to show something, man. Like, not if not for the gamers, then at least for whoever your stockholders are to, like, kind of keep the content, at least, because... They have a lot of ground to make up for. If not for the gamers and at least for like their actual internal like business interests, they gotta show something that's gonna either wow us or be like, hey, like this game that we're showing comes out within the next six months or something. Because yeah. Look, looking at looking towards the fall season, like like as a Nintendo who like doesn't have anything to show beyond the summer, right? Like there's like because that's like a whole like nebulous, we don't know what's going on towards the end of the year, right? Kind of stuff. Right. I think Sony for the most part hasn't Shown much for the end of the year? I could be wrong. Sony about that. has
1: Spider Man two. Oh, that's I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, Spider Man two at the
1: end of September, and that's pretty much it.
0: Like, okay, so yeah, so cool. like they have a lot of ground they can make up for. Like this, fall. they can, if they come out and say like you know uh Perfect Dark's coming, like this is going to be our you know fourth quarter game for this year or right. something like. I don't know if Perfect Dark has enough of like you know clout. Clout's not the right term. I don't know if it has like that gravity the other you know IPs mm-hmm. do. But if they have like perfect dark and maybe like at least another game coming out like holiday season, like that might you know that's going to be enough for I think the game the Xbox community to be kind of like okay like we have something positive to look forward to beyond beyond just star beyond just Starfield like in August or I think in August, right. right so uh, if they can wow wow gamers at next month with like the showcase and stuff then it might be just enough to kind of just you know like lick your wounds here kind of thing and get this bad press about Redfall and kind of change the attitude of like the Xbox game.
1: Yeah, and I, the thing is, the problem that Redfall causes is that you no longer can be very uh, hyped about Microsoft's games because you don't know what state they're going to come in.
0: That's true. right? Yeah. Like,
1: okay, we know what to expect with these with these smaller games, you know, uh, the, all the games you mentioned already. But as far as the big games go, right now... Redfield didn't wasn't up to snuff. Uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo go somehow. Ghostwire Tokyo runs worse on Xbox, and they had a year to put that thing on Xbox. Like, how does it run worse on the yeah, console? <laughs> like, Poorly optimized, so, maybe. But it's like this is supposed to be the console that Bethesda works for now, right? Shouldn't so mm-hmm. they like know the ins and outs of that console now? And it's not like they haven't made anything else for that console. Like, I mean, well,
0: to be fair, yeah. that was a, a PS5 exclusive first. So yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if maybe developing it with that in mind makes it harder to port later on. Yeah. I don't know if that's how that I works. I mean,
1: I have heard that the PS5 is easier to work with. It is okay, so yeah, so if it's easier, plus to you start got off the with... series S problem. So
0: oh yeah yeah I've heard how Series S is holding back a lot of developers.
1: So you know that's that's the thing is you have that issue as well with the Series S and like you know you have pretty much most of your big games outside of Forza have had some issue. So when you go into that people are going okay how hyped can I really get about all these things that they're showing mm-hmm. um oh plus you got the Indiana Jones game out you know are they going to show that so who is that
0: again who's doing that that's
1: that's machine games the wolfenstein people
0: oh okay 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 i got that confused with the other star wars games that ubisoft is supposed to be working on i forgot about that one too
1: yeah the the big open world the rainbow six guys i think are the ones working on that one right right exactly um that's the thing is like xbox could surprise them with some stuff that like uh, there was that little thing that they tweeted out about Banjo Kazooie. Could they come out with another one of those? That'd be awesome,
0: man. Uh, like, I've been wanting Banjo, uh, not nuts and bolts, I mean, an actual Banjo Kazooie game, right? For, like, exactly, 20 years now, dude. Like, I ever since they acquired Rare Black in like what 2003, 2000, yeah, there, like they did Grab by the Goalies, which is a, It's a good game, it's a good rare game, but like I know pretty, I believe. Almost nobody from the original team is even there anymore. No, and so it's just the IP. But man, like, it shouldn't be that hard to make a good Banjo and Kazooie game. Like that game still, like that game still hold that IP holds a lot of like weight still. I think I, I, there's people yeah. clamoring just like how there was for Killer Instinct before they botched that <laughs> with the yeah with the rollout of like characters one by one. Like, like I know Phil says it's not enough to just make good games, but like, come on, you got it. That's a, it's a start. To make you good. gotta have
1: games people are excited about.
0: Exactly, like, yeah.
1: And and if, it, like, okay, if they show you something from Avowed, that's great. Like, you know, I don't know if they're gonna show anything from Outer Worlds 2, but, like, you gotta, that's the thing with, with Sony, right? I forgot right? about Is, that.
0: Was, yeah, Outer Worlds 2. But was awesome.
1: Obsidian's crazy. Like, they're the one studio that has been consistent for Microsoft the entire time, like, since mm-hmm. they've had them. Every game they come out with, yes, a lot of them have been smaller games, but they're bangers, right? Like they're the one studio that has been banging out games uh, for them. And then it's Bethesda, and then that's kind of it. Everybody else is like, oh, they're working on something, and then that's the problem, right? Like Sony, you actually have a track record of this game came out this time, this game came out this time. this game. They come out with games recently, right? Mm-hmm. Or there are franchises that you know their names. Xbox doesn't have that. So like aside from Bethesda, which obviously has its core of franchises but most of them are far off like we know Elder Scrolls 6 is coming we know Fallout's coming but that's way out there you know we don't know when that's gonna show but like you've got IPs with franchises that you're not using that you know maybe use them and or or really show us wow us with some of these games and not just talk about it and then oh what it got delayed again and then it's that It starts that whole negative thing again with Xbox of, oh man, they really know how to talk a good game. Mm-hmm. Oh, they know how to say I'm sorry a million times, but they don't really show me why I need to be hyped and that it yeah. actually comes out and it's good. And that that's the thing. It's from the word go, like he said, the way you show something off to when it comes out, it needs to be a process. You need to be honest about it the whole time because that was another thing. Redfall had terrible uh lead up to it where between the IGN thing, the 60 FPS 30 FPS thing, the and then when it comes out everybody's already feeling negative about it and then bam it's it's not a good game. So but you need to you need to keep being transparent throughout the process.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. earlier in the year when they showed it. I think it was the I think it was around the when they showed Hi-Fi Rush and dropped it at the same time. I think they also showed it. Right. Redfall. I remember just talking to my co-host Johnny. I'm like, I'm like the game looks pretty mid. I read told I told him I'm like this game doesn't look that good. And like I'm already not, yeah. a, but I kind of just thought maybe like uh I'm just not an arcane fan. Maybe that's why I don't think it looks good. But like I even back then I was like, I was like I don't know. This kind of something feels off about this right. game, or like it just kind of looked like just the way it looked. Like that, I don't know if it was the aesthetic or just kind of looked. It looked like a late PS3, early PS4 game. I'm just like, Yeah, "Mm, exactly. That's the
1: way it looks too. It's not
0: and so like when it came out, like I kind of stopped paying attention, like leading up to like the IGN stuff. Like I just I just stopped paying attention to the games. I didn't care about it. But then but then when I started hearing all the negative stuff and I was like, okay, my gut my intuition was kind of (laughs) right. Like this doesn't right, this doesn't look like it's wowing really anybody. It kind of reminded me of like the Ghostbusters game that came out back in uh on the switch and oh my god
1: that game whoa yeah so that was bad um no like that's that's the thing too that they have that starfield direct right after like starfield's kind of getting a not only are people worried about it now because of redfall but it also has kind of this stigma of like people going oh is this just todd howard making no man's sky like imagine if that's all that game is right how disappointed are people going to be so they have to go in that Starfield direct and really knock people's socks off and and go, oh no, this is way more than that. I really want to play this game now. Like, it's my Fallout Fantasy in space, you yeah. know. I, so, I mean, you're you're a big uh, Western RPG. Like, are you really excited about that game? Like, have you always wanted to have like a Fallout in space kind of thing? Or
0: not really? I mean, given the choice between Starfield and and the next Fallout, I would choose the next Fallout. Right. Um, But I'm interested in, because of the constraints of Fallout, like, you're limited to a post-apocalyptic, like, Earth, right? Right. I'm excited about the idea. I don't, I I remember I didn't like hearing about, like, oh, there's going to be, like, a thousand worlds or planets. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be just, like, generated, like, just, you know, just randomly generated or whatever. And I'm like, uh, like, I'm not excited about that. But I feel, like, from what we've seen of the gameplay and, like, what they've been talking what's been coming out in terms of like oh like you can join all these factions like you can even be like the bad guys like from a role-playing right. perspective like that excites me i can like like oh like you can be even be like whatever the space cops equivalent is like, like that sounds cool like i love i love having like options like that i love like ambitious you know like we're gonna do what we can with in terms of scope like i love that kind of stuff yeah. but then like oh i'm kind of just cautious also too just because you can aim too big and then just right. kind of just deliver nothing. Mm-hmm. And even like going as far back as like Fallout Four and even Fallout Seventy Six, which is actually a pretty yeah. good game now. Now it's actually right. pretty good. <laughs> Not but at launch,
1: they can they can't have that happen again. Yeah, they like, can't afford to oh, have that. But yeah. like,
0: I've always I have a soft spot for the Bethesda jank. Okay. Honestly, I That's I do. Fair. Like, I know yeah. a lot of people kind of get annoyed. Like, oh, it's the same engine or right. whatever. Just like. Updated, like being revived, constantly on life support. But I'm like, for some reason, I give them a pass. But I know other people are not going to give them a pass. So they have right. to, they have to really deliver. But like, I'm just, I feel like I'm going to enjoy Starfield no matter how bad it is. So that's just, that's just me though. I, I know myself when it comes to like Bethesda RPGs. So right. I, I know myself.
1: Is there something that like you're hoping they announce at that showcase, or, or that you want to see more of?
0: Um, I don't know if they mentioned it, but. I it I'm pretty it, it has to run 60 fps on console absolutely it has to do, we're not we're not doing this whole choosing resolution over performance like that thing should be it should be able to do 60 frames and I know because like you have the different worlds and stuff that might be an issue with like loading transitioning yeah. from planet to planet like that might be an issue but if we could just make whatever the file size is bigger that you install on your yeah. console and like just let that kind of make up for it but I I don't think they've announced it. I'm pretty sure they haven't, but if they could say. Yeah, like, I think
1: they're like, going to avoid
0: big time announcing it
1: now. Right, so, with the Redfall
0: stuff, like, oh, 30 frames, like, at launch. Like, excuse me? 30 yeah. frames only? This like supposed oh, there's to be a the 60 world's powerful
1: console. What happened?
0: Is there a 60 FPS patch in the future? Like, what? Like, yeah. No. No, we want it now, right? So I'm hoping they learn from the Redfall situation and make Starfield just, at default, 60 FPS on on a i'm sorry on a xbox and on game uh, pc and like it should be 60 frames
1: yeah i hope so too uh i definitely they don't need any more drama with the frames per second of the console pc whatever just it should be 60 fps if you want to do the performance mode and the quality mode thing cool but get know that the option is there at launch and it will run there on your console uh, and that will get people uh, hyped up as well. Because you tell them it's gonna be thirty frames. Oof. The talk around that game is already gonna be super bad. Just to hit one more thing on on Redfall, like, you know, we talked about like, oh, Phil said, oh, they're gonna they're going to keep helping that game along. They're gonna keep updating it. They're supposedly gonna be, I don't know if it's gonna be free now or they're still gonna make it pay DLC. They were supposed to do more characters uh, for that game as well post launch if you're xbox right if Mm -hmm. you're do you really hope that you could pull a ubisoft thing out of this and turn it into a good game or do you just say uh you know what we need to get our resources going somewhere else like we gave it a shot it didn't work out
0: that's the question right because i mean gaming is full of these underdog like redemption stories final fantasy 14 online no man's sky
1: Rainbow Um, six
0: Siege. Right, right, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Um, there's I know there's another big one that's escaping me at the moment. Uh, oh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk's amazing now, but like, uh, oh, sorry, my phone's ring re- I can't reach it right now, <laughs> uh, it's like way back there. But, um, hopefully, I'm louder than the phone. But, uh, I because we have we saw what happened with Avengers, right? Remember the Avengers game from Ida? Uh, was it yeah. Ido's?
1: I think it was, Idos. yeah,
0: and like. They supported that game when they should have just given up on it because they supported it for like what three years, and yeah. it should have been clear after the first year like you're not you're not gonna get the return out of what you put into this, and like they just kept putting on life support and just supporting yeah. it when they should have clearly saw the signs that like just just pull out, focus your resources on something else now, right? So Microsoft has resources. They're definitely even though like they are in third place, right? They have way more capital and resources than the other two do if they can just exactly use it properly. I think I want Redfall to succeed. Like I'm not a again, I'm not an arcane guy, but like I want you should want games to do well regardless. And I think if they can just put it probably put a year in, put a year into it. If it you know starts doing well, great. If not, then I think you just quickly kind of just shove it under the mat and just move on to the next.
1: Yeah, I think you need to make it playable make it to where most people can download it and it works and uh you're not having the glitches and the problems and and all of that and if you want to keep supporting it uh you know hey if you want if you need to go answer your phone go ahead man <laughs> but uh if um as long as you make it to where it's not something that's terrible the whole way through and it, either that or remove it from Game Pass I don't, I don't know what they're going to decide to do with that but at least give them that shot to make it better. But I don't think you're going to get like, I, I don't think you're going to get the survival story of cyberpunk because cyberpunk had a good game in there. It just right. had performance problems. It had glitches,
0: you know, that's true. Cause it was um, doing fine on PC. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So when, when it's a creativity issue, when the game itself has issues, that's, that's where it's like, man, how much do we really put resources to try to make this better? Can you really do that? I don't know that they can
0: um it could be it could be an anthem situation for all we know
1: yeah it definitely uh i hate to see that for arcane but it it could be that moment where it's like okay we just can't have that happen ever again for you guys and and they have the quality to show in Deathloop, right that they can do great things they have uh, have a great track record yeah yeah, pray dishonored all that you know so it just sucks you had this one blip and that's what you hope it is just a blip so before we get to um, to the Sony side of things, I guess uh, you've played and beaten Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Obviously, a big Star Wars fan here with your your uh, beanie and everything. Like, what do you think of the what What did you play it on, and what did you think of of the game? Like, how does it live up to your Star Wars uh, fandom? Uh,
0: yeah, I played it on on PS five. I uh, I put the emphasis on uh, performance over resolution. And so it's just like I used to be one of those people who are like I can't tell the difference between thirty and sixty, but like now yeah. that having played Elder Ring in sixty and then going back to thirty, I'm like, oh no, like there's a clear difference. Right. So uh, yeah, I played I played on performance more on PS5. Uh, I played it on Jedi Knight. It was like normal, like right in the middle. There's like five okay. difficulty options. I chose the third one, right in the middle. Uh, it's a good, it's a good challenging game. Um, it looks gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. The so many of the worlds you see, like. Again, we talked about like earlier with like like that looks like realistic. I mean, truly realistic, not PS2 realistic like back in the two thousands. I mean, like yeah. uncanny valley where like you know like I could swear like this is straight out of one of the live action movies, kind of. Oh, and that's amazing. So, yeah, um, it's hard. It's definitely hard if you play the uh, Fall Order. Like there's moments where sometimes it, it feels kind of like unfair, just how yeah. hard it is. Like uh, I had a couple of issues in this where I would deal with a wave of enemies. And if I didn't move around enough, I would get like kind of locked into a corner. And then you're just like stun locked. Like you're trying to recover, and then you get hit again. And try to recover, get hit again. So I had to avoid getting myself like kind of like in a boxing ring that you don't let yourself get cornered. Right. Uh, the story is really great. I really enjoy the story more so than I did the first one. There's a lot of, um, they do the whole, uh, I'm trying to remember the Ryan Johnson uh, phrase, but the whole subverting, there you go, subverting expectations kind of thing where like I don't want to spoil it but about two thirds through the game like the story kind of like flips yeah, like a big thing and it's like oh what like that's what's going on like I I can't say much more than that I don't want to spoil it for anybody but it's the story is way more than it's not cliche it's not very cliche which I like that's great Um, there is less worlds than the first game I think there's only three major ones you go to but they are massive compared to like the first game so it's less is more kind of situation where you have less planets to go to but each planet is way more explorable than like any of the ones in the first game I kind of I feel mixed about that because I preferred having more worlds because here with one world one planet being really big it's so easy to get lost and then, like you'll zoom out they still have, like the map situation if you have played the first one like it's not great it's kind of like a if you ever played Metroid Prime or like Returnal on PS5 where it's like the yeah. 3D zoom in, zoom out. And sometimes like the areas are where you have to go. It doesn't show you exactly how to get there. It's just like a, for example, if you're going to like a new area on the planet, you see like where like the little like waypoint is. And then just like all this darkness in between, like if you haven't been there, but you have no idea how you're supposed to get in there. Cause sometimes like the most direct path isn't the correct path. They'll be like, Oh, there's a mountain. Oh, you're supposed to go all the way around or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there's like, I feel like there's a lot, like, some padding kind of thrown in there yeah. just to, you know, run the game clock, sort of. Um, but the combat's really good. They added, like, all these extra stances, which is, like, uh, different um The different builds, sabers? I yeah, yeah, there's different, like, skill trees, right? So in the first one, you kind of just have your regular one, your regular single-blade lightsaber, and then, like, you can unlock, like, a double-bladed one later on. But you don't have a skill tree for the double-bladed in the first game. it's just, like, an extra thing thrown in. Here you have like five different, five different like lightsaber-related skill trees, and they each focus on like a different aspect. Like one's for speed. That's like the dual wield, it's like for speed and attack. But then you have like this cross guard one, which is kind of looks like Kylo Ren's where you have like the blades flared out on the oh, sides. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. And
0: that's like your has like the longest blade reach. So that's like your heavy. So like all your attacks are slower, but they hit way harder, and your defense is like way harder. It was much better. So there's aspects to the there's like situations where like, okay, I'm surrounded by enemies. Am I going to prioritize speed or am I prioritize having defense? Because you can only, of the five, you can only have two stances equipped at any given time. And you can't just switch them on the fly, which kind of annoys me. I wish you could have like a open, like a weapon wheel kind of thing and select. But yeah. you have to switch them out at the save point. So like when you go to like meditate, that's where you can like, okay, like let me try out this other stance, which is annoying. But I guess I get it for like bl- gameplay purposes. Like it's, they don't want to that you do everything at once yeah so, it, but, it almost
1: be like a cheat mode i can just have all of them there i can switch whenever i want
0: to and you know right so uh, I, ideally right that would be like the best solution i
1: i guess it adds to like the kind of the dark souls-y kind of thing of like okay you pick this one so you're kind of stuck with it until you uh do it's like the same thing with it still has that thing that like dark souls where if you die you have to go kill the you lose your experience ones, yeah, yeah
0: um it does it's a little more forgiving though because you can toggle off on i don't think you can do in the first one but you can toggle off fall damage which is nice Oh, okay so like if you fall off because there's a lot of so much platforming in this game so much like air dashing and wall running you're gonna fall off there's gonna be moments where you're you're just gonna fall off but it's very forgiving where you can turn off the fall damage so like you don't lose health every time you like die in terms of falling like non-combat wise at least right so they're very forgiving with that. You don't lose your experience. You don't take damage. You just you just pop up like whatever platform you were on right before you die. That's like where you show up again. So it's very it's forgiving in that aspect. But yeah, but you do have to toggle it. You have to go into the menu to toggle that option, and um, just overall the story, the music. Oh my god, the music's so good. Like uh, Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars. It's a given, right? Star yeah. Star Wars music, music is
1: great. Like,
0: yeah. But like, I don't know who the composer is, but they added so many tracks that fit into star wars where like yeah it, it just seamlessly just kind of just goes in like cal's theme and some of the other character themes like they have that star warsy feel it doesn't feel yeah. like like oh this isn't like you know the imperial march or oh this isn't like across the stars like there's new tracks that fit that star wars feel which is very hard to do and i, I appreciate right. that they got that they got the composition and everything right um just overall i really enjoyed the game i did i did have glitches there were some glitches but they weren't so bad as like what some people are experiencing on PC. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't really have screen tearing, or like I think somebody told me one of my friends Abram, he said, like, I think his game like actually like kicked him out. Like it crashed. Yeah. I didn't have that issue. I think
1: some people have issues where it messed up their save. Yeah, well, I didn't, yeah, but... I didn't
0: have any of those issues. The issues I had were more graphical and kind of silly in nature, where um there was a cuts, there was a cutscene that started. And for some reason, the screen was full of like R1 prompts. Where like It was like an R1 prompt. And then yeah. underneath that R1 prompt were R1 prompts falling out of it, like almost like a waterfall. It was so <laughs> weird. Like cows walking around and talking, and you just see the R1 prompts filling the screen. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? That's funny. And then there was another moment where I opened the door, but for some reason, the game thought the door was still closed. So like you have like this yeah. open door that you can't go through. You're just like rubbing against it. Wow. so i did have to load i mean it didn't crash mm-hmm. on me but i did have to load a previous like point or whatever to like yeah get past that part and so but i didn't have any more like it felt like oh the game crashed or it's like sudden slowing down i didn't really get that because i was playing on performance but maybe if i played resolution mode i might have had like slowing slow down but um There's glitches, there's issues and stuff, but it never felt like, oh, this detracts from the experience like so much. So I, I I really enjoyed my time with it, and I think it's, I know a lot of people hate the term, but it's definitely a a game of the year contender. I I
1: thought I was gonna, you, you uh, took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna ask you, is that your game of the year? Where are you with that right now?
0: It's not that my favorite game I played this year, but it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. Well, what is your favorite game that you? I think Resident I, uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Okay, yeah. So far, that's the best game i played this year. From this year, at least, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Mark was the one that reviewed it for us, and, and for one as well, so I didn't feel the need to pick it up, but I know that's one that later on, uh, once we get past this, like, once we get past Final Fantasy 16, which is the game that I'm really, really waiting on. Yes, next
0: month, uh, yes.
1: yes. When I know there's gonna be a lull for a while, that's when I'm gonna start picking up all the games I haven't gotten to yet. Did you, did you uh, try
0: Atomic Heart or no?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't like it very much. You didn't like, like
0: it? It's janky. Uh, it's weird. It,
1: yeah, it's super janky. Like, I like the uh, I like the world.
0: That's right? what kept I, me playing was the world. I
1: like right. the characters. It's just, man, uh, also the robots feel very, like, they it, talk about puts you in a corner. They can get on you quickly. And yeah. it's like, holy shit, what am I supposed to do here? Like, uh um, the the thing with the upgradable uh, the robot that wants to to screw you and up do the upgrades that uh <laughs> threw me for a loop there for a while there. <laughs> but,
0: that was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I um, didn't like the main character. I thought the main character was a worse. Yeah, of the, game. the He's main character is so kind of a dick. It's like, but like everything outside of that, like, I I loved. I had a great time with it. So I
1: laughed so hard at the the old lady that helps you get into that. Oh area, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's like.
0: Really Dude, tough old lady,
1: t- yeah. That tough old lady was great. Um, but yeah, I like, like I said, yeah, I, I agree with you. I liked a lot of the characters around him, he is very unlikable. Uh, makes me not want yeah. playing the game, you know. So, uh, I for me, just to go through uh, the only other game I've been playing is uh, I'm I think probably like three fourths the way through the Zone Way Chronicles 3 uh story mm-hmm. DLC, Future Redeemed. Uh, I've already gotten through some, you know, big story moments, which I don't want to spoil for anybody, but I definitely does feel like it's going to close the whole series uh, very well. So I'm excited to like get through that. It's just like I'm at this one boss fight where uh, they have really remember the difficulty for this boss fight and I've died like three or four times. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I need to just go do some, uh, the couple side quests that I haven't done or just level up a little bit more and then go after uh, this person or um, but yeah, I mean, getting to play with like Shulk and Rex as like you know, older is, is I don't know if you played those those games at
0: all. I haven't, uh, even though I confess to be like the RPG guy, I haven't played those games, yeah, but mainly because they refuse to drop in price because <laughs> yeah. they're Nintendo first party games. It's so Nintendo, yeah,
1: yeah, so that's
0: the main thing, uh, that irks me is like I want to play them, but they don't go down in price, and I feel I don't know, I feel ripped off paying full price for a game that's that old. I
1: mean, they are all part of the voucher program that they have. So you that could typically get them for $40. If am you I might do, do that, I might do that. Really wanted. Um, they're all three are well worth playing, and definitely you're going to get your time's worth because they're all like hundred hour game ever. But uh, especially three is is amazing uh, by itself. Yeah. But as somebody that's played all of those and and loves them all, it's it. I love the fact that he got to finish the whole story and on one console. As well, the fact that he got to do that is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, y'all Zelda Blade fans, I'm sure y'all all bought the Expansion Pass. And are, if you haven't played it because you know Zelda's coming or whatever, definitely owe it to yourself to play this at some point. Because you're I think you're going to get uh, your money's worth and your time's worth for all all the stuff you've invested in that series. Um, and again, like for the people that haven't played it yet, if you love RPGs, it's well worth investing the time in. Because each of those games are pretty great on their own. Ah, uh, with three definitely taking the cake and definitely deserving all the honors that won last year. So, uh it's something you know what's amazing about this year actually is we've had some good stuff. We've had some great stuff come out on PS Five, but man, Switch has been actually killing it for being in its sixth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zelda's about to come, but it's it's had some bangers already this year so
0: yeah. i i enjoyed yeah. uh fire emblem engage which was like the yeah. first fire emblem i ever played in uh, that came out this year and i i enjoyed it for the most part so and i know that people did too
1: yeah um the the curry game that came out this year was pretty good as well uh you know talk about the zumbay dlc like uh mark also is what it was playing fire emblem he loved he liked it a lot so um i'm drawing a bl- i know there's been at least another game that i'm drawing a blank right now but yeah, it's it's kind of cool like that you thought you think switch is like on the downhill at this point and they still find a way to the Metro Prime Remaster too. Uh you know, so oh, that's
0: right, yeah. I was just like yeah.
1: they've been really being smart about having all that come out. I, I'm like you, I'm not the biggest Zelda guy, I'm much more Mario person, so I'm not hyped for Tears of the Kingdom either. But all those people that are, I'm sure they can't wait. Uh, for Friday to hit here, um, so, so let's talk about the blue guys for a little bit here. The blue guys have this uh, rumor that's going around that would further cement the whole Sony versus Microsoft thing, and the whole thing that Phil took a shot at the mat about how there's that one one of the guys always is making it hard for Microsoft to do anything because they keep money hatting everything. Uh, they've done that with Square Enix and Final Fantasy 16, and if we are, if we do get that Final Fantasy 7 rebirth this year. And they might be doing that with Konami as well. Uh, there's rumors going around being started by uh, Jez Corden over there at Windows Central and some other folks that they may be revealing Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, Remake at the PlayStation Showcase, which is being rumored to be around the end of may may 25th or that week or so very exciting uh, to jeff grubb and that might not be all though they we know they got silent hill that's
0: right and yeah.
1: they also may be getting a new castlevania game too which we it's haven't had a really a new castlevania game in a long time at least the 3d one so like what do you think about, are you a big metal gear solid fan like what
0: do you what do you think
1: about this news
0: I love Metal Gear Solid. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time, and Metal Gear Solid Three, in particular, is my favorite of the of the oh, series. Wow. So I am very, very, very hopeful that we will get to see that game because uh, I remember a while back, like a couple of years ago, they showed like these new cutscenes from Metal Gear Solid Three, but they were for like right. the pachinko machine over there in Japan. <laughs> like they redid like high res like resolution uh, versions of all the cutscenes. Well, some of the cutscenes from Metal Gear Solid Three. And they just reimagined them for like this, like pachinko gambling machine they have over there. And I was just so bummed. Like, why is that being limited to a money making machine where it could be put on a console and stuff? So I'm very hopeful. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's just a straight remake. I hope they don't alter the story elements because they don't have Kojima over there kind of guiding the hand of that anymore. So I'm hoping they don't stray too far. Maybe I want them to make the gameplay, you know, the graphics, obviously, in the gameplay better, but I want them to kind of. Hopefully, leave the story untouched, just because you know it's Kojima's baby. So I don't want them to touch that. But I think everything else should be revamped and modernized. So
1: yeah, uh, considering the last thing they with Metagross Saw was not great uh, over there, Konami. I would hope I agree with you that uh, they don't touch it story wise. Oh, uh, the, the, the weird zombie one Is that, that survive game. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was the that, best. that was something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> So, yeah. They they definitely. Should know you don't, unless they somehow got Kojima to consult or something uh, under the radar. I, doubt that. Without, I don't yeah. think
0: he didn't leave on good terms. I doubt that, yeah. <laughs>
1: but I think they know better than to mess with that. It's not like Silent Hill 2, where they obviously gave it to Bluebird Team so they can kind of do their own vision with it or whatever. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. But there, is, there are rumors that Sony Blue, Blue Point is the one that's working on that game, so. But knowing how Bluepoint work, they don't really mess with the story. They just true. do exactly what you said. They do the shot-by-shot remake. They did it great with Demon Souls. So I would expect the same thing if that's, is what that is is what's actually happening there. Um, You know, Mark's a huge Castlevania fan, so I'm sure he would love to hear that they're making a new Castlevania game. I don't know where you are on that franchise.
0: I've always wanted uh, to try the Castlevania series. I honestly have never... Well, that's not true. I did play... Uh Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest like years years ago on the old NES. But uh I've I'm not like a modern Castlevania fan. Like I never played Symphony of the Night. Well, I know, I know, shame on me. I know that's like the big right. one. Uh I never played uh any of them. I do have some like I think there's like three Game Boy Advance games, Castlevania games. Yes, I do have
1: those are great. I do
0: have yeah. those on a uh on an emulation device, but I've <laughs> i've never given the series like a solid solid chance so i've been meaning to i just you know how it is i feel like captain and your yeah. soldier where he takes up the notepad like all the things he has to like catch exactly. up exactly yeah that's like me with like so many franchises because it's it's just really hard to like catch up on everything so and,
1: and that's the thing like it's not like movies or even tv shows where it's like okay there's this many episodes oh the movie's like two hours like no yeah. you gotta dedicate time
0: yeah, because that can just do passively, yeah. right? You can like yeah. watch and like do something else, or you know.
1: That would definitely be a highlight of this Sony showcase. Uh, whenever if they do it at the end of May or beginning of June, whatever they're gonna do with that. What do you want to see out of us out of this Sony showcase? And like, um, I put in the doc, I guess, like what all the first party one party studios are working on. We know obviously a lot of these already just barely released games, right? Um mm-hmm like is is there a game that like you're hoping you get surprised with from sony or uh
0: i feel what? like that would be a good place to give us the update on uh uh Final fantasy 7 rebirth yeah I, kinda, I wanted i again i want to see some more of that uh i feel like it might be too hopefully they don't show 16 because like we're it's just right around the corner like don't waste our time with that like we've yeah seen really, enough of that please game.
1: don't yeah. Like, yeah
0: don't give us any of that uh back to the uh the konami thing though uh I would love a new Gradius. I love Gradius. Oh, a new Gradius would be really dope. I'm a big fan of Gradius, so if they would do another one of those, um, I'm trying to remember, no, yeah, yeah, just Gradius. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Breath of Fire, but that's Capcom. Never mind, that's Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> I get them confused sometimes. But
1: I mean, if they showed Breath of Fire, that would be amazing. Because if all Imagine. the Capcom has, I would not think that they would show off Breath of Fire. But if they, if there was ever a time.
0: Dude, yeah, what happened yeah. to those, remember those games they announced a while back with um uh, uh what was that? Uh, shoot, I can't remember the name. They did a showcase about two years ago where it was like a girl with like a robot or with like a mech. Do you remember that? Oh. I can't remember the name. And then they also, I was the one that did like Stellar Blade right? or whatever it was called. St- uh, yeah. Uh, Stellar Blade, was that what's called, so- the other
1: one? Well, yes, yeah, Stellar so, Blade. Now it's called Stellar Blade, yeah. And I mean, it was called Project Eve at one point.
0: That game that kind yeah. of looked like Ghost of Tsushima, but it wasn't. It was, like, said in the 1800s, that samurai-looking uh, Ronin. What, Ronin, was Ronin? Yeah. Like, where's, the, yeah. where's that? I hope they I hope they gave us an update on those games.
1: Yeah, those... Uh, pr- uh, Southern Blade looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I really hope that they
0: uh, do give us... Sh-
1: I mean, they're uh, not Sony...
0: I don't think... I don't remember if they're Sony exclusive. I mean, they're not first party. But they're they were they're announced- exclusive,
1: because now they're, like, working with them on it. They oh, okay. have one of their uh ex dev or working with yeah,
0: them. but because they were yeah. announced at a showcase. I I figured like another showcase would be like where you yeah.
1: yeah, I they still actually I think one of the few games they have not released from the showcases that they've done is a little devil inside. We still don't know what's that's going on right. with that game. Yeah. Uh, so or Pragmata,
0: remember Pragmata from Pragmata, yeah.
1: yes. That that game too, it's like that got shown off and then we never really kind of saw it again. Mm-hmm. Um so I wonder where that's at. Uh, There's also rumors that Capcom could be doing a, oh my god, I just had it in my head, and I'm sitting there trying not to uh, have to read about it, but, I mean, Capcom's been doing uh, amazing stuff with all the Resident Evil uh, things, so and we just saw what uh, Dead Island did after all the development hell it went through, they might be trying to remake Dead Rising. Which oh. that would be another feather in the cap for Sony because number Dead Rising was a Xbox. Yeah, game. the third one, oh, right?
0: Your third one was Xbox exclusive. Yeah.
1: So, so talk about another feather in the cap for Sony. They can get that to be exclusive too. Um, I mean, yeah, like they have they have games that you know we know they're working on. Uh I mean, I'm a I would imagine that they're gonna show off probably the horizon multiplayer thing. Mm. Um, also. And then the one of them is working on well, and also probably the last of us factions thing, because they're they have this big push towards uh, multiplayer and live service stuff right now.
0: Yeah, they have like, um, what was it? They wanted to put like, I think, six or seven lives. They have teams? like
1: 12 live service. Oh, it's
0: more than I remembered. OK.
1: <laughs> in the market by March 2026. So, yeah. And they they bought studios just for that. So I would imagine we're going to get a few of those as well, even though they're not everybody's cup of tea, especially not mine. Um, so, but it, with these, you got to have something for everybody. Um, I really, the one thing that might get me to think about a PSVR2 is if they do something with AstroBot uh, mm. on there. So yeah. if that's what Team uh Sobe's working on, I'm definitely going to be thinking about it. Uh, And I'm sure we'll get something with the Wolverine game.
0: uh, Yeah, 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 that's right. forgetting they have that Wolverine game, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, Spider-Man 2, we know it's coming, so I'm sure we're going to get a little bit more on that, but I feel like they're going to tease us with the Wolverine game on that too. Um, I'm sure there's some third-party stuff that's going to be shown off. Um, Who knows if they'll tease Ghost of Tsushima 2, which is what I imagine Sucker Punch is working on, but...
0: So it's about time, I
1: think. It sounds like right, right around time. Because uh, they they did hint a lot about the fact that the first one did really well. Sucker Punch enjoyed making it. So they kind of had to do the same thing like Naughty Dog, where everybody wants them to do another Infamous or Sly Cooper, and they had to be like, we're not doing that no more. Uh, as sad as I am about both those franchises going away. I love Sly uh, Cooper, man. Yeah, is, Sly Cooper's so good. Is Ansari
0: still around or no? that studio they did them the last one
1: i don't know if they are they're i mean they're not owned by sony so i don't know if they would kind of give that out to them oh but uh, well you know some of our childhood gone away there um i mean so like it's kind of understandable right that like the one thing sony hasn't been able to grab is that multiplayer market right like do you kind of see it as a good thing that they're they're doing this or do you worry about like them going too far into that direction?
0: I think I think it's tricky because I feel like a lot of the kind of entrenched live service games that we have now, your Fortnites, your uh, I don't know if you maybe consider Minecraft still one, uh, a uh, war for Call of Duty. I feel like a lot of these games they're it's kind of late to be trying to do something like this already but then you also have like your Genshin's and your like the one that just came out Honkai star trail. Like, yeah. Like I think you can capture an audience for those games, but doing that many, like there's only so much, you know, uh, not a hard drive space, but I guess there's only so much bandwidth uh, for gamers to like really be yeah. able to focus only on a handful. I can't, I couldn't, I can't juggle more than one, like, Live service or MMO game at a time. Like when I'm into something, I'm, I'm into. Like when I was into Warzone, I was into Warzone. When I was into Fortnite, I was into Fortnite. Like but I wasn't juggling more than one. Now, maybe some gamers can do that. Maybe some players can do that. But I don't think you'll find the vast majority can stick to more than one of those live service style games. Um, spe- uh, unless maybe it's like an existing IEP IP. I know they're kind of interested in right. doing something with uh, Horizon. Uh horizon is one of like the big playstation marquee like ips but i feel like they're with the vr with the dlc like they're kind of doing too much with that maybe so i don't know I agree, how that would work
1: agree there. but
0: um i don't know there's probably gonna be something for everybody and then i don't know if they're counting like the last of us fa- factions with that or not but i i think it's a little too much it's too much all at once i feel like they should probably I want to say half that, but maybe even less than half of that, like three or four, like that might be a good, good attempt, but there's all, there's only so many live service games that people can play. And then let alone all from Sony, like, that's just like, that sounds like a nightmare to even as someone who's like into the PlayStation ecosystem. Like I there's no way I would be able to try all those, even if I wanted to. So I get there, I get there's something for everybody, but I think this is one of those situations where there might be, they might be a little stretched, a little overreaching here.
1: Yeah, and the fact that recently we've seen a lot of these live-service games go down, actually. So, you know, it may be that we're starting to hit, like, a peak with the live-service games where it's like, like you said, there's only so much bandwidth, right? The ones that are known, people aren't going to stop playing Fortnite. People are not going to... They're still even playing PUBG, for goodness sakes. You're like, uh, you know... Destiny 2, yeah. Destiny 2, they keep making that. Sony owns them now, so, like, there's a sector of that you got to keep making destiny 2 stuff uh you know like you said the hoyover stuff they just came out with that Honkai star rail like a week ago um and then that hasn't even hit playstation yet it's i know i've been waiting i'm like i want
0: to play like i like i missed the boat on genshin but, Like i want to try yeah. this but I'm like oh it's not even on console and like this not, is oh, the like...
1: rpg one so yeah. it's like uh I want to play it as well, but I'm like I don't want to play it on my phone. So I'm. I don't want to play it His on PC. Like I want to be yeah. comfy when I play. That. Exactly, exactly. Just lay down on on the bed or the couch and I like, play the play the the, the controller. So mm-hmm. I, I worry about that too. I worry about it. also they could can just cannibalize each other, right? You have too many of these games. Uh, like they can only choose which ones to play, and honestly, I feel like the I I know that there was a rumor going around that they they want to make like a Horizon MMO possibly, and it's like I think that's when you're getting like too far. That
0: yeah, like- especially because the cool thing about Horizon is that story and Aloy and like the lore. Like the, obviously the game mechanics are really, the combat's really great, but like there's no way with an MMO you would able you would be able to transfer what makes some of what makes horizon so great to the exact format you would lose out on like
1: and you wouldn't be playing as Aloy's. you'd be exactly, playing exactly yeah. random person insert here all the all these yeah.
0: Aloys running around with all with yeah. like i don't know a bunch of numbers and things in their names and it's just like no nah, like that's you don't do that to you don't do that to horizon i think.
1: no definitely not um hopefully they reconsider that for sure uh i i'm sure capcom will show something with uh with with street fighter probably even though it's even closer to release in Final fantasy but i'm sure they will show something with that as well um but yeah so i mean right now sony's in a nice spot i mean last of us tv show is doing amazing one of the most streamed things that HBO's ever done you know their 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 systems are selling uh, like hotcakes right now like crazy numbers they're 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 over projecting what they were going to do you know you you talked about the last first
0: quarter they were had for sales, yeah Yeah.
1: in in all of their consoles which is insane and you know that that's where you look at it and you go that's why phil says we can't compete with them on that level and they really can't like people are not going to buy uh xboxes at this point when maybe not
0: yeah but I, I mean I play Xbox games through P- Game Pass so
1: yeah you don't exactly. need
0: you don't even need a console like, if you have PC or you have mobile you have some screen basically at this point like the price to entry to the Xbox ecosystem is almost non-existent at this point so yep. you don't you don't even need a console you, there's other ways around it so I think I think that does help out though I think that does kind of help not having to buy another box yeah. in that you know, yeah another box another in your $500 living room five hundred dollar thing that
1: you yeah. wanna. Uh, put it under uh, there But yeah I'm excited for this Sony showcase I'm excited for the Xbox One Uh for all of that Time period that's going to be absolutely nuts with Announcements happening
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: So fast we're going to be like oh, Hey hold on my head's spinning with this many Things that you got summer game fest So June is June Late May is going to be a lot of fun uh For sure Um But I, I think that's like we've, we've Kind of gotten to talking about everything uh we were gonna discuss here today but uh you know there's this little game this this small game that's coming on friday uh that you know not a lot of people are excited about at all they haven't been waiting like the whole freaking year to play uh a certain zelda i mean i know we both are not zelda people but did you try out like breath of the wild
0: no, I I didn't even play Breath of the Wild. No, I, I'm just not really the Zelda guy. Like that's not. I played the only one I have played and actually completed for that matter is a uh, Link to the Past on a uh, Game Boy okay. Advance like years ago when it got ported to Game Boy Advance. I played I played and completed Link to the Past, but I've tried I've tried I've dabbled with um, I tried Twilight Princess. I tried. One of the Game Boy Color ones, I don't know if it was Oracle of Ages or Oracle of Seasons. Okay, yeah. And I've I've just never really been hooked. I think because there's no overarching narrative, like they've never they never really got in my interest. I've I've tried, I've dabbled, but right. none of them have like stuck with me. And I've been, I, it's funny, we I just I was having this conversation in one of the Discord servers, Discord servers I'm in, where, um. I was asking there because everybody in the oh, in the backlog banter discord is like excited about this game. And I'm just kind of like like I'm happy for you guys, but like like I, I want to like Zelda I do. I want to I want to like get it right. But it's just right. I don't think you can force yourself to like something that you just don't care about. So I think I, I'm going to have major FOMO because uh, I know this game is going to dominate the conversation for at least the next two months, if not more.
1: Oh God. Yeah
0: um but no i just don't have that sense of connection to legend of zelda games i wish i did they just i don't know they're kind of they're a little too weird for me i guess i don't know like they none of them they don't seem to carry them i mean other than rupees and link there doesn't seem to be a lot they can of carry i mean ganon i know and zelda like right there doesn't seem like much that kind of carries over like each one's like a different thing kind of mm-hmm. and so i don't know it just it just doesn't speak to me even though i love like fantasy stuff and i always get irked when people call zelda an rpg i'm like it's not an rpg but oh there
1: are there are people that will fight with you
0: yeah yeah the end of the
1: earth about zelda being an rpg
0: yeah it's i know it's uh, like it's on the cusp or borderline rpg but like it's just never really spoke to me it's just it's just weird and i think a lot of people i'm sure you probably have like there's probably franchises out there, like big, big ones that you just kind of just don't jive with. So I'm right. I made my peace with uh, not being a Zelda. Uh, I think it kind of also
1: depends on like how you grew up. Right. If you grew up with Zelda and you played those.
0: Well, that was the thing because uh, yeah. I, I grew up like my cousins played Ocarina of Time when I was like eight or nine years old back like, in the late 90s. But it just didn't do anything for me. So oh, I don't that's know. understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, I've not been one for that either. I was always like Mario platformer, uh, action game or whatever. But Zelda, from the word go, like because I felt like I was just going through screen and
0: I didn't know where the oh, heck i was supposed to go. Oh, transition yeah. screen? Yeah. 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 I mean, you continue. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm
1: just like, I, like I've, I've gotten pretty far in both the NES Zelda and the Link to the Past or whatever with a guide. But. And I and I kind of like like the adventure of it. Just I don't know. It just doesn't do it. Yeah. So I I kind of get you on that one. But man, for everybody that is hyped to hell for this game, because this is all everybody's going to be talking about for good for you. Uh, guys <laughs> Yeah, at least till when Street Fighter and Diablo come out, which is a good almost a month. uh Get oh, ready, man. everybody's going to have their Zelda Tears of the Kingdom content that they're going to be putting. Out. You know, there's people that are like being anti Zelda Tears of the Kid of like oh my god please don't talk about that game yeah that's, just, that's just <laughs> like, so weird. yeah
0: that's a waste of energy I think. yeah
1: so I mean exactly like this is the big game this is like Elden Ring last year if you were not a fan of Elden Ring oh, god, sorry Elden Ring. but that was gonna be the game everybody was gonna be talking about so and it was it, it swallowed up horizon again for poor, poor horizon they just keep <laughs>
0: getting Poor horizon. by the next <laughs> big game i, saw, I saw a tweet around the time where uh elder Ring came out where someone was like it's like man i i can't wait for whatever game comes out when horizon 3 comes out like whatever game <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be a great game <laughs> that's exactly. in orbit around horizon 3
1: <laughs> exactly that's the thing um you could even say that a lot of people aren't even talking about that dlc that came out because people were just ready for zelda so there's Mm -hmm. that possibly but as far as stuff that comes out this week that's not Zelda Tears of the Kingdom on Friday uh if you haven't played Darkest Dungeon yet and you want to get it on PC it's coming out basically it's out right now uh that same goes for Weird West if you didn't play it on Game Pass before they are going to update it to the Series X Mm. S version and you can also get the PS5 uh version as well that's also out like right now uh, Fuga Melodies of Steel Two, which is actually the first Fuga, they're both on Game Pass, by the way. But first Fuga is actually pretty a pretty good RPG. Um, it's it has those uh those furry animals in it, so if you are a fan of the foxes and all those, you can de- definitely uh go go try it out. I I played part of the first Fuga. I, I will I will say if you're an RPG fan, it's it's worth giving a shot. Uh, and if you have that uh, PS Plus. You can play Humanity. Humanity. Uh, day one on it. So that's coming Did you, out. Did you see the trailer for three. it, for Sean? Yeah, man.
0: The uh, narrator It's like, Humanity.
1: I just thought the fact that you have the dog beating the people. That's, that's... <laughs> it's such
0: a it's such a weird but charming looking game.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, um, Eric gives me a Tokyo Jungle vibes. Oh, I love Tokyo uh, Jungle, yeah, sure. dude. I love Tokyo Ah, uh, That game. Sony's kind of a little, little Pomeranian taking uh, on animals. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man! That game is so cool. It's so weird, but it's so awesome in the same R. way. RIP
0: Studio uh, Japan.
1: I know, so freaking sad. Makes me really sad for that. uh And I'm excited for Russell Quest coming on May 17th. That Which game one? looks like it. So it's basically like a turn-based RPG, but it's has wrestling in it. It has like oh, the old. Oh, I've heard of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you said uh, Russell, like Russell, yeah. like Russell. Oh, I'm sorry. Russell, that's Russell, that's
1: okay. Some of the enunciation in this show is not working here. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna like I don't watch wrestling that much uh now, yeah, I, but
0: I, I don't watch wrestling either
1: from back in the day. I loved wrestling from back then. So like I know all those wrestlers, you know, like Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, all that. So the fact that they're in this game and then you also mm-hmm. play an RPG, that's the uh The indie studio that came up with that, that's a pretty neat idea. Um, So, yeah, there's some cool stuff to look forward to, I guess, if you're not a Zelda fan. Um, But I'm sure everybody's just waiting for that unlock on Friday. Happy gaming to all those out there. Um, Andrew, uh, you want to plug yourself?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm a uh, staff writer over at Geek News Now. That's there's the little GNN right there in my name. Uh mostly talk about Star Wars and video games. That's mostly what I write about. Uh so check that out. Again, that's geeknewsnow.net. Also, I have my own uh video game podcast that I have uh, with I host with my best friend/cousin, slash uh Johnny, called Duo Sense. It's kind of a play on words of the sense controller. D U O S E N S E. Uh you can find us on all major uh, podcast uh, platforms out there. We talk about it's very similar to this show actually very uh, almost the same thing <laughs> where we talk about the gaming news uh for the week what we've been playing. uh we'll do like little fun segments like trivia and like uh twenty questions and other stuff like that too. but um it's it's very similar to this so uh if so, if you've enjoyed listening to me today, uh, you can check that out also as well. uh just yeah, just those two things. That's pretty. Oh, uh, and I also have a uh, Star Wars themed podcast I do with my friend Abram called the uh, My Star Wars Show. Uh it's only on YouTube though. You have to like look it up. It's not on podcast services. So it's My Star Wars Show and that falls under the Backlog Banter umbrella uh which you know, when they have like the films their film critique and stuff. So look up Backlog Banter on YouTube and you'll find a uh, My Star Wars Show as a playlist within that. So,
1: yeah. Uh we had uh we had Tucker on here. Uh, when that, uh, remember when they had the KFBF thing that lasted for like a month and then it died?
0: Yeah, uh, so bummed yeah. about that. Yeah, the, the man, creator. I wanted that thing to
1: live so bad. Like, I got to meet, like, I got to know all, all of you guys from that. Like, so, um, yeah, I had Tucker on. I think he was the last one that I had on for, um,
0: like I think I you had... still have the the channel somewhere oh yeah it's right here collaboration network i still yeah, have they a changed it channel. yeah oh here you go like i was it you or so, yeah i think someone put here something like t- december 2021
1: yeah well that's
0: i think that's I, I eventually yeah, got you. out of
1: it because they it was just people like promoting themselves and stuff they weren't really talking them. yeah much, so.
0: I, I i yeah, yeah. I, I ended up muting it because it was just people just promoting themselves but not even like collaborating just just straight up promotion I'm like oh, yeah
1: Man, it was like such a cool thing to have, but it was so cool um to have Tucker on and backlog banter. Those what a guys great do some idea. amazing stuff poorly executed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um not a lot they they really should have thought more when they did that commercial, but um I don't uh want to belabor the point cuz those guys are all great. Uh everybody Yeah, I met so many that. cool people through that. So
0: I, um, I, so, I, I, I I got something from it, yeah.
1: Yeah, the 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 Nordic Gods folks, the, That's the right. uh Navajo. Mega Dad's guys, like they're all awesome. Um so like go check out Backlog Banter, folks over there. I mean, they do some of the most awesome uh not not just gaming stuff, but uh, the the movie stuff that they do is actually incredible. Yeah. Um you know, they they between uh what what Tucker does and um oh, I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> um abram, his, abram yeah oh, okay i didn't want to say abraham so i was like oh that's um and he writes for um that's it he does he writes for uh nintendo one of the those nintendo magazines. he
0: used to do uh it was a, a retro one i forgot what it was called yeah but now he does he's over there now he's, he's one of the editors over at lost and colt that yeah oh,
1: yeah lost and colt has some amazing people too Yeah. like uh, janet and uh so like it's um it's cool to be involved in the scene sometimes uh when when you don't have the console war people trying to take everybody out of it um so thank you so much uh andy for being on
0: it was an Uh, honor thanks for asking me man i appreciate it i i was really surprised and you're like like would you like to be on i'm like oh like okay yeah sure (laughs) thank you yeah
1: it's um so, I mean, be sure to check out uh, Andrew's podcast. It's actually, it's really, really good. Thank you. Uh, you know, I've been listening to it for the past, like, I want to say a few months. And I wow. keep saying, oh, I'm going to ask Andrew. And then something happens and I don't. And um, so I was like, okay, let me take this time when Mark's not here to get Andrew on. Um, but, yeah, so you added so much. It was cool to have a conversation uh, about games and everything. I uh, hope you guys liked the show normally i i do the promoting at the beginning but I guess I'll do it now um so if you enjoy the show and you like what you heard or watched whether it's on YouTube or twitch w2 network there um remember that when you subscribe to W 2 network on the YouTube you don't just get what I do here you get the Rilich uh folks which i'm sure tomorrow they will have that guardians of the galaxy oh dang it I forgot I'm gonna ask you right now how is that guardians of the galaxy 3
0: I enjoyed it I enjoyed it i I, uh. I did more than two, but I think I still liked one more, but uh, okay. it, it's a good time. It's uh, it's really dark. It's a very dark movie, not visually, but I mean like thematically, it's very dark. <laughs> it has good lighting. It has good lighting, but it's just it's yeah. just uh, it's a strong end for this trilogy. Take, that's take, good to hear. Takes take some uh, take some napkins, take some tissues.
1: Oh, uh, no spoilers.
0: Just there's there. There is happy tears. OK, there's also happy yeah. tears. So, yeah.
1: Well, that's good. At least at least you get to have some laughs and happy tears along with the 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 sad ones too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure those guys will have one heck of a review to do uh, over there uh, for Damn You Hollywood. I uh, remember they also cover like metal music and TV shows as well. Uh, you got Talk to Keiki that does anime, MMA for Marks does MMA as well. So um, we've got plenty of stuff to do. And you can also check us out on the podcast side of things. So anywhere that you uh, just subscribe, video games to the max, and you get it anytime we do a show. Um, So thanks again, Andrew, and we will see everybody later next week.